What's up, everybody? Um, let's see. Today's episode is brought to you by... Hold on. <sighs> Not very professional at all. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Bear Mattress. Um, please check out bearmattress.com. And if you're in need of a mattress, please use our promo code SKATE50 and you will save $50 off your purchase. Um, yeah, I've been sleeping on a Bear Mattress for months now. And it's drastically improved my sleep. I wake up feeling rested. Um, usually I'm tossing and turning all night because I skate a lot. I have restless legs. My joints are aching. Like I wake up feeling like kind of beat up, you know. And uh, I've just been waking up feeling great. So, yeah, please check out BearMattress.com. We are also brought to you by World Industries. If you are in need for a fucking epic skate shoe, Please check out my pro model, The Shetler Shoe, at worldindustries.com. Very proud of what we designed. It's a great skate shoe, and uh, I'm excited to share it with you. So please, once again, check that out at worldindustries.com. They also have apparel, and they have some decks coming soon. Uh, we are, last but not least, we are always brought to you by All I Need Skateboarding. Um, please check out allineedskate.com. We just put up our new Nug Jar. Um, super hyped on this. It's a classic glass nug like jar with the metal clasp on the top and lid. And we got it. My my friend did a glass etching on it, and it came out awesome. We etched the A logo right onto the little nug jar, and uh, it came out perfect. I'm so hyped on. It. I'm actually using it right now. My weed's very fresh right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can check that out at allineedskate.com. Those just went up. We did a small run. They're going to go fast. We may do another run, but as it stands right now, there's not many out there, so get them before they're gone. And also with the online store, we switched over to free shipping on almost all our products. So the Nug Jar is 15 bucks, free shipping. Um, we also have our Pack and Go Windbreaker up there, which is super clutch. Um, it folds right up into its front pocket, so it's very convenient. You can stuff into the pouch. It zippers closed. you got like a little pouch with you. And then you can undo it, throw it back on if you need it. Uh, I bring it on every skate trip, you know. Like, a lot of times we're out camping, like in Martha's Vineyard or something. Throw the pack and go on, go to sleep, or fold it up into the pocket, use it as a pillow. I put my little weed jar in there with my lighter, carry it around. Super clutch. That's 50 bucks, free shipping. Um, our decks are up there. We have new we have new All I Need decks dropping. The Seafood Vengeance is going to be available May 1st. So those are coming. You can actually check them out on the website. If you go to the store, you can check out our new boards for graphics. Welcome to the team, Derek Fukuhara. What up, my dude? <laughs> and then, um, yeah, we have decks up there now, but they're almost all gone. Our wartime is on its last leg. There's like three of each maybe left. Thrive Prosper Rise is low as well. And the Narragansett Beer Shark is just about. I think there's three left of those. So, yeah, you can check those out there. And, um... Yeah, today today's episode is with my good buddy, Derek Fukara, a new pro to All I Need. Um, I've known Derek for years, man, and uh, he's just a classic person, man. I don't know if you... T if you type Derek Fukuhara into YouTube, you can check out all his video parts from the years of being an amateur and a pro and just how much this control this guy has on his board. And uh, Derek's one of the most genuine dudes I know, and I'm, I'm really, really, really hyped to welcome, to welcome him... Sorry, I'm really, really hyped to welcome Derek to the All I Need team. Um, enjoy. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, I, I, I gotta get on. I gotta get on it.
I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real, recognized real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Fuck yeah. So, what the hell are you drinking now? What is it? It's called the Cocoa Spin. It's like coconut... What is it? It's like spinach, coconut, coconut water, cardamom. You do some cinnamon in it. Probably some bananas. Damn, sounds pretty solid. Birdie Buego. That's like one thing that California has, is they have tons of smoothie spots. Yeah, acai bowl spots. We got all sorts of shit. Hell yeah, you got good ramen spots too, man. Jelly. Hell yeah, everywhere. <laughs> that's like my, yeah, that's like my favorite thing to do is get some ramen and Mexican food when I go to your hood. Oh, it's still good. So good. What's up with you and fucking St. Patrick's Day? Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks, dude. Um. I didn't even do anything. I should have done something. I went skating, which is fun and sick, but, like, for sure I should have thought of... I know. The Irish pride, right? New England. That's it. It's probably going to be nuts out there tonight. It's crazy that it's fucking March, and, like, we we went street skating in March, and then it snowed after we went street skating. Me and Westgate and the crew went to fucking Providence, skated all day in t-shirts, and then, like, a week later we had, like, a shit ton of snow. It's fucked up. Dude, that's wild. I know, drastic, right? I don't even know what that's like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just soft. I'm, like, kind of... I'm, like... I kind of envy you at the same time, though. (laughs) I've just been... I've been, like, making a ritual to film every time I shovel. So, like, do, like, a time lapse or something when I'm shoveling. So, after, like, a year of filming my vlogging and stuff... I'm going to go back and count how many times I had to shovel. That way I can depend, like, see if the next year is worse or better. You know what I mean? Yeah, like time yourself. <laughs> yeah, like all. If I just have some bit discipline and I film myself just a little bit each time I sh- have to shovel every time. Like this year it was like five. I have to go back through the episodes and count, but I think it was five. I've had to shovel five times. It sucked. Everybody out here is doing CrossFit. You're just fucking New England shoveling snow. (laughs) It was like slushy snow, too. It was heavy as fuck last time. Dude, I was shoveling so much. (laughs) I wonder if uh, I can see your scar on your chin, dude. Have we talked about that? 
I don't think so. That's gnarly looking. It's a double. It was like one, and then I got the extendo a year later. Wow, you make it look good. You rock it. I feel wow. like it's common, you know? Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of people with that one. What happened? The first time, I was just out skating with, like, McKendo and Matt Price, and I uh, went to LA High, and we skated the old LA High rail, and then we went to go, there's, like, this double set in El Segundo, went to go check out this double set, and there's, like, this, like, pretty high ledge, and then with, like, this rail it's a, that goes across the walkway, and you kind of have to, like, thread the needle within a couple inches, and so I wanted to, like, back grind it and thread the needle, and I just did it once, and then I fucking back 5 would it, and I did it, and I landed it just kind of shitty, so I tried to do it again. <laughs> and I fucking clipped my just worst-case scenario and just, like, blasted my face in the ground. Oh, brutal. And then a year later, I'm skating the skate park that I used to work at, and we just built the shit. It wasn't even, like, fully up. It was, like, just the fucking... I was skating the flat ledge of the homie, do, like, a half-cab backside 5-0 revert, and I'm like, oh, that was, I wanna, that was sick, I want to do it again. Do it and then just like kind of lock in, pinch on my heel, and my shoulders were open. And I just like same shit, blasted my face in the ground, but I chipped my tooth the Ooh. second time. So I was like walking around with like my half my front tooth gone for like a couple months. Damn, you probably look so tough. Yeah, <laughs> probably looked fucking crazy tough. It was raw, dude. <laughs> I had, I had super long hair and I would wear it down. And, uh, it was just like tie dye t shirts and <laughs> <laughs> You trying to make it work? <laughs> I had a chip tooth. I had a chip tooth as well. I had to run it for, uh, I think, a couple months too. It was my front teeth. Fucking. Yeah. No, it's I mean, so painful. Yeah, you want to run it for a little bit. You're like, I know I got to get this shit fixed, but. <laughs> be mad and put it off for a little bit. Yeah. It fucking. Mine was from a tail slide in New York on this hubba. And it was a mellow hubba. But, like, it got higher as you got towards the end, you know what I mean? So, it was kind of low to get on, but by the end, it was, like, head height. And I can't remember the trick, but I was trying something, like a tail slide or something on it. And I missed, and so I kind of jumped out back down toward the hub and hit it on my face. Oh, what? Yeah, like, and shit my tooth. It was, like, fucked up. Damn. Oh, oh and that, That's wild. Oh, I get the feeling of, like, nails on chalkboard when I think about teeth. You know what I mean? Chattering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. My chick says, like, my chick will grind her teeth in her sleep, and she's like, you, she tells me that I do it too, and I'm just like, oh, I can't even imagine. I'd be, like, so bummed hearing myself do that. <laughs> it's like, ugh. <laughs> my, um, my homie Dale, who got me into skating, he grinds his teeth. I used to sleep at his house. I'd be on his floor, and he'd be grinding his teeth so loud it would keep me up. Yeah, I think he had to have a fucking mouth guard, and he just wouldn't wear it. <laughs> Go to war at night. <laughs> He's like a football player in his sleep, you know? <laughs> I don't know why he had the jock strap on, too, but... Just <laughs> <laughs> up for bed. No, but for real, he, like, would grind his teeth, and uh, it would keep me up. And I remember, and because I, I thought he was snorting, like, going... <clears throat> Oh, that's yeah. what it sounded like. And then, like, I asked him, and he's like, no, nah, I grind my teeth. I'm like, that's so fucking crazy. I didn't even know that was a thing till then. Yeah, I didn't know that shit was real until I was, like, an adult. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm probably doing it every night. I don't yeah. even know. No clue. <laughs> no clue. So what else is good out there? Um. What's well, up with the boards? The boards. Oh. What's up with the, the new series? I'm hyped, dude. They're, dr they're coming, um, about... I think uh, 
Like May, right? So June, February, March, April, May. Yeah, right at the beginning. End of April. They're coming, dude. I'm super hyped. I actually just paid them. I was paid half off right now already. I already, like, paid them. So, yeah, I'm hyped, man. It was like, we got the art together, and then we had to... It was just like a lot of back and forth, but we nailed it. So I'm really excited to see these boards. Everyone, everyone was working hard on this one. So it's so sick that you're down, dude. You're part of it. It's so sick, right? Oh, stoked, man. <laughs> Crazy. Shout out to Peter James Glenn for the the artwork. Yeah, Peter crushes, dude. But it's a trip because like we skated together for World and like. It's crazy to be like, yeah, we're back on team. You got a board and it's solid, dude. You hyped? Dude, so sick. I'm so stoked, man. Like I said, I don't ride for anybody else. I don't even really care about riding for anybody. I just want to be like involved with something with the homies. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Fuck yeah. And it's always good with you and Timmy. And Timmy always fucking hollers at me all the time. Like whenever he's up here. Nice. And hit me up and makes me feel bad that I'm not going to San Diego to skate with them. Even before I was, uh, we were going to do this. Oh, but dude. It's just so dope to be involved. Yeah, that fucking uh, park that he lives near is so good. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, that place and then you can just lurk all those ditches with him. He'll be hyped. Yeah, I'll be sick. I gotta get down there soon. For I, sure. I was with him in Tampa uh, a week or two ago, whenever that was, and, uh, I was telling him, I was like, dude, you gotta link up with Derek, he's right there, dude, you gotta go to him, skate Long Beach, get, get like, film for the vlogs, and get those, like, alleyways and cutty stuff, like, so much gold in Long Beach, you know? Dude, so much vlog footy. Yeah, it's sick, it's so just... So much vlog footy, it's so much fun just shooting all the homies. Yeah, I feel like you guys out there, it's pretty sick, because you guys got, like, the good weather, so you can constantly be outside, you know? It's like, it's kind of sick, I'm jealous a little bit. You're like, yeah, I've just shot everything at Skater's Edge. Like, shoot. <laughs> it's sick, though. I'm like, holy shit, the amount of people that come to the edge and the shit that goes down, it's sick. It makes for seasons, which is kind of cool. You know, like, you got, like, the skate park season, and then you have a street thing. But, like, when you're at the end of winter, you're like, fuck, I just want to skate street now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then the kids are all juiced, and then there's progression, and they show up to the street spots in the, in the spring, and they're just killing it because they learned all these new tricks from being at the park all winter. And they're shredding the crust off the ledges and shit, you know? <laughs> what's it like What's it like there, though? Like, because no season, so it's kind of like you just go and go and go. <laughs> That's it. That's, like, how I feel, dude. Like, my body feels so wrecked because... I just could skate 365 days a year, you yeah. know, for like the last 20 years where yeah. I didn't have to take time off in the winter to get creative and do some other cool shit. I would just be skating for six, eight hours a day, just jumping onto concrete on some rail. Nice. <laughs> so now my body just feels like a wreck. I feel like Kobe Bryant. <laughs> my body's just dust. Just like brittle 20 years. Black Mamba. But yeah, it's cool. Black I see Mamba. Like, yeah, like, but then all the homies from the East Coast, you guys take so much time off that, you know, like B-Dugs or some of my other homies out there that are my age are just like still progressing and killing it because it's like a nice steady, yeah, a steady pace. Yeah, it, uh, you definitely, energy comes from rest. That's what I always say. But I never take enough rest. I'm always the person that's like, I have to be like, I have to come up with shit to do so I can distract myself from skating so I can heal sometimes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm that's trying. Awesome. <laughs> Trying to get better. I've been filming a lot. When's the last time you were in the float tank? Um, it's been 
It's been a couple weeks for sure. I could go back to the vlog and see the date on YouTube, so I'm gonna have to look at that and see the exact date, and then I'll, I'll text you and see. But it was a while ago. I feel like it was. I'd be hyped to go again. Those are awesome. What about you? Was that the last time we talked about it? Dude, I haven't been in a long time. I've only actually been that one time. Oh, yeah, that's right. I always just, like, think about it. I went and got a massage the other day for, like, the first time in fucking years. That was amazing. I bet, dude. Yeah. Fucking it was just... epic. But I kind of felt like at the same time, like, I could have just done yoga for yeah. that same amount of time and, like, got the same relaxed feeling and got to work out at the same time. Yeah. Have you been doing yoga? Yeah, dude, I've been doing that. I was, like, stretching for, like... Probably like 15 minutes before you hit me up. Just stay on my mat. Do you go? Like, what's up? Do you go to um, a class or do you just like do poses and stuff? Occasionally, I go to a class like uh, Josh Love. Yeah. You know oh. Josh Love? Yeah, I think we talked about this. Maybe he has a class. Yeah, he does. Uh, so he got like certified as a yoga instructor, and he's been teaching at this spot out here, like one or two days a week. And it's sick, so, like, a bunch of the skate homies will show up. Oh, that's and right. And we'll do shit, but, like, sometimes it'll be, like, six skate homies, and then sometimes it'll just, like, be me and Josh, and we'll just fucking just lead me through a sick little set. But, um, I do a lot of videos, too. Like, I'll just YouTube shit, and then I'll just, because cause there's a lot of really good just, like, 20, 30, 40-minute ones that a lot of them are just, like, beginners are just kind of like flow stretching with yeah breathing that it's not it's not even just like crazy poses or it's not even hard it's just i'll be like on the computer all day like editing shit so then i'll just like come home and i'll do one that's like focuses is just on like your shoulders and your neck and your <clears throat> and your back and i'll just pretty much do that like it's like great if i do it like before and after work yeah, and you feel... Like, that's pretty much all I do, dude. I pretty much just <laughs> work and fucking do yoga and stretch. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been just reading probably for, like, the last, like, four months. I've just been reading, like, every morning, every night, too. Damn, sick. What have you been reading? Dude, so I set a goal to read two books a month this year. Solid. And I started in, like, November. So I, I basically started doing it in November, but... um yeah, and it's just killing it. Like, it's just epic. Like, I just feel like doing yoga or stretching and any sort of, like, kind of mindful meditation like that. And then, like, reading, it's just fucking, like, really awesome. Yeah. And I, like, see changes in my life. But um, I started reading this one book. Well, one of the books is that Tim Ferriss book, Tools of Titans. Nice. Solid. And... That shit is like, and I gave a copy to Aaron. Aaron is like my fucking coworker, the homie that owns this company that I work with. Yeah, Aaron's uh, the man. And I gave him Tools of Titans, and he was. I bought him a copy, and he's like, "Bro, this is like, you just gave me like the manual that's gonna fix like all the fucking problems." Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> <In> business. <laughs> but it's just fucking super sick. So I've just been reading that. We talked about that one. Yeah, oh, the, before you already talked about it. The Tim Ferriss, his podcast is sick. You listen to Four Hour Work Week? Yep, sick. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the this book is like for the people listening. This Tools of Titans, Tim Ferriss book. Tim Ferriss. If you guys don't who don't know who he is, he's like a podcaster, human experimenter dude, and he has a podcast called The Four Hour Work Week, and he he has like 
a bunch of books stemming off that, but this is one of his books where he goes through his 200 podcasts and he basically like cliff notes everybody, like all the things that make these people successful, like all the similarities, like, and each chapter is like maybe one to three pages and it's kind of just bullet points. It's not even like crazy reading. And it's like just a lot of quotes and what their most recommended or gifted book is or like what would they tell their 20 or 30 year old self or and it's just all these crazy people like peter thiel or elon musk or just all of these fucking crazy investors from or comedians or arnold schwarzenegger or <laughs> sean white just all these crazy people but super interesting and i've gotten a lot of books out of that because it's like their most gifted books so now my book list is just like but i don't even fucking remember what i bought but nice Solid, dude. Sounds like you've been on it, dude. I've been podcasting a bit. A lot of some Rogan, some uh, Fighter and the Kid, some Tim Ferriss. Uh, what have you been doing? Have you listened to any lately? Um, yeah, I've just been listening to hella everything. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to, like today, I listened to a Rogan with that Julie chick. She's an MMA fighter. Uh, that was pretty cool. She tells a story about how she like shit her pants fighting in. <laughs> did you why did you listen to that one? No, not oh yet. She's like this OG MMA fighter chick. I don't remember her last name. It starts with like a K, but it's like uh, Julie something, and she's like badass chick, and she's talking about how she was fighting in Russia, and in her fucking fight, she like doesn't even remember, but I guess she like maybe thought she farted and she like, shit herself. <laughs> she fucking won by triangle. Which basically meant her fucking ass was in the chick's face as she choked her out with her legs. <laughs> Insult to injury. But this chick got her nose broken in the first round, so she couldn't really smell either. So yeah. she didn't really know what was going on. And then she was the last fight, so she just threw her on a bus to go to the after party. And so she's at the after party, and she's hanging out with, like, Putin. And, like, she's meeting Putin. Putin's got his arm around her waist. And she's so <laughs> what the fuck? That was on the one today. So shout out fucking, of course, Rogan, the best podcast. Yeah, he's been crushing it. I've been jamming to it, for sure. I've been I, I like the... What's up? I kind of got uh, caught up, and I hadn't been able to listen for a long time, so episodes piled up. But I kind of liked it, because I was like, oh, I got shit in the bank, you know? It's nice. Mm-hmm. You're like bring on those drives. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I listen. I like listening to Aubrey Marcus's podcast. Yeah, I like his too. He's really good. He'll just do like little solo ones, you know, where he'll just like fucking smoke, probably smoke some weed and just eat some Alpha Brain and just go in. <laughs> just talk about some crazy shit for like forty-five minutes. Not even that long, like forty-five minutes or something like that. Yeah. It's kind of fun to do that. It's weird. I, like, it's not fun. I don't know what to say. Like, I've done that where it's just me and I'll just talk, you know? And it's, a uh, not fun. What's the word? It's like, um, like testifying, you know? You kind of testify and see how you feel at the moment and you put it on tape, kind of. Like, um, a selfie podcast. <laughs> I think that's a self-reflection or selfie. Like, that was my whole thought behind those episodes where, like, it's like... Yeah. Uh that was beautiful, dude. I listened to the one that you put out at the end of the year, and you, like, put yourself out there, and it's just fucking, it's just awesome, man. Yeah. Like, more people need to put themselves out there, and I think a lot of people are putting themselves out there now, and, like, there's a lot of normal people that are just everyday people, not gimmicky, hacky shit, but just normal people that are putting themselves out there yeah. through social media and, like, 
gaining these huge followings because they're just normal fucking people, you know, and they're putting themselves out there and they're not acting. They're just like pouring their hearts out. And that's what the what people are going to be following in the future. People aren't going to be fucking watching TV and they're not going to be watching. I mean, people are be watching overproduced James Cameron shit, but like people want to see like vlogs. People want to see fucking like interaction they want to see it how you would see it yeah they don't want to see the crazy red cam fucking angle of everything well here's the trippy here's a trippy part like imagine if um name a celebrity who's someone we should name someone interesting name a celebrity derek anyone fucking uh norm mcdonald okay imagine this imagine if norm mcdonald decided uh, i mean we're gonna have to say he's gonna have to put glasses on but let's say what's that colonel sanders norm mcdonald all right imagine if he just records like a year of his life and then he could sell that and you could live as norm mcdonald (laughs) like a tv show but you get like his first-hand perspective with interactions and that's exactly what's gonna happen dude that's like that's what i think is gonna happen because the way we're seeing things with like social media is people are not like there's a lot of people putting out crazy overproduced shit on YouTube and stuff, and that's cool. But the things that people are really relating to are the basic DIY, per, you know, like first person type videos, like in skateboarding. Unless you're shooting something VX or super fucking Ty Evans, like people just want to see Instagram clips of just rolling for like as if you were rolling with your homie. Yeah, yeah. Not like from some sick ass angle. They want to see like as if you were there. And same with just everything else that people are following. They like to see people just with their phones or their GoPros on their daily vlogs talking to the camera, you know? Mm. And now you're going to add that with virtual reality goggles. <laughs> you Drift and HTC5 and all these things that are coming out. And you're like exactly like you said. You're just going to be able to buy. Instead of like buying this movie, you're going to be like, I'm going to live fucking Kylie Jenner's day. <laughs> Kylie Jenner, that's who you'd pick. <laughs> I was gonna say Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson or DMX. If I could get that, I would be DMX for like a day at least, right? <laughs> You'd just be hanging out with pitbulls all day. Uh, be uh, so fun. Dark man X, baby. <laughs> <laughs> get at me, dog. Dude, I love. That's what's gonna be, dude. You're gonna be able to be whoever you want. It's grand theft. Like, oh shit! I'm gonna go be Nija today, and I'm just gonna strap my fucking goggles <laughs> on, go skate. I will be Nija skating Nija's park and like looking down and doing no, tricks. No, no, for sure. I just want to skate like a big ass handrail if he's doing the work. You know what I mean? If he's yeah, doing the work yeah. and I'm just a passenger, hey, let's go for the biggest shit you can find. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's what's gonna be it, dude. You're gonna buy. You're gonna be like, I'm gonna buy Nija's back nose, but like NBD experience. You're gonna be like, I'm gonna buy this person's fucking switch tray for the for a dollar on iTunes. Yeah. And you're gonna put that shit on and you're gonna fucking first person but then it's gonna get leaked and somebody's gonna put it on YouTube and you're gonna not pay for it. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's kind of crazy because like I know there's things popping up like some network ETN. I think they... Yeah, I wanted... I was gonna... Yeah, what's up with that? Um... Well, I don't really know what's up with it but I know like... I don't know who backs it or who owns it. I didn't look into it but all I know is they were trying to sell like the live feed basically. Um... And I think they have original shows, too. I think it's an app that you pay money to get original skateboard content from. Westgate actually was talking about it, um, and he kind of explained it, you know? It sounded fun and, like, cool. It sounded, like, a little overproduced, but, like, 
I don't know. I don't know why everyone got upset though. But um, people got upset. Yeah, like on all the lot, like I was live feed 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 streaming it, like with all all I need, you know, and like just I'm on the course. I got the best live feed going. You know what I mean? Um, oh, but this is from Tampa, so they were live streaming Tampa. Yeah, and, and that was the first weekend that they dropped. And I think they're trying to sell the package. You used to be able to get it for free, but now you have to pay for it through an app. I think. I feel like it was a free week trial. For, for the week with Tampa. Maybe. But, and um... The, like, if you want to see Jaws, you gotta pay eight bucks to see it on your fucking Apple TV or something yeah. like that. Yeah. My thing was, like, if it if it's good content and people want to pay, they'll pay. The dictate... The market will dictate. But I was, like, do, live streaming on the course. I'm, like, walking up to Westgate. I'm, like, er, er, whoever, you know? Like, all the pros. And I'm, like, on the course. Cause, and, uh, I'm live streaming. And all the people on the live stream are, like, yeah, dude, why why are we gonna pay for etn or whatever you know like just live stream i'm like yeah it's weird if everyone just live streams stuff like skaters and who owns our fucking perception and how i look out my eyes like you know what i mean like it's weird it's I didn't, a, like i didn't sign a release form yeah it's a weird you did i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know it's a weird situation but it's, I, I didn't know about all that but I don't know. I don't really know if it's good or bad. Because, like, imagine if the homies were like, yeah, we want to start an app and we're going to create content for it and, like, it's going to be sick and, like, they try to charge. It's like, well, if it, if people watch it and like it and, like, maybe they'll pay. Like, I don't know. I wonder. I don't know if they're trying to maybe do it. I mean... But I don't know if it's the homies doing it. I think the money might be somewhere else. That was the other thing. I think it might be Street League or some other, like, it's, outside it's, skateboarding. But I don't even know what it matters. It's like, if people like it, they'll pay for it, you know? I'm, like, outside of the circle, but from what, like, I talked to my one homie who works in the circle briefly, and he said it's basically, like, Street League's under them. Under them? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, they're gonna be, like, running probably all the media, and it's supposed to just, they're gonna try to make it, like, a Netflix-type app, hmm. you know, where it's, like, a Netflix app, which, like, I don't know what they're thinking, like, maybe they're thinking of it as being, like, if you fuck, like, a... a like an NBA TV app or like a uh, UFC fight pass where once you can go back and watch everything that's on there. Yeah. You know, like you have a catalog of footage like once it's up there so you can go back and watch. Oh, I think that's what... The video part. I think that's what Brandon was saying too was that the problem was that they're trying to sell it but there wasn't enough content on it yet. So that's... He was actually saying that. I believe. <laughs> I was high as shit when we were talking about it last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I see what they're trying to do. A lot of people are trying to do that with, like, the industry that we're in with high-rise TV. They're trying to start, like, a bunch of, like, like, we podcasting shows or networks to go on these apps, and we get hit up all the time for it, but yeah. no really created one yet that's even come through, but the ETN one looks legit as fuck. Yeah, I haven't seen it. But you guys with High Rise are crushing it, dude. I like that you guys are taking on the media position as well. Like, doing the podcast and the, all the videos. Like, it's sick, man. You guys are crushing it. Yeah, we're trying to make it, like, more personable now. We, whatever, we had the YouTube channel for, like, I mean, he's had the brand for, like, five or six years. But we've had the YouTube channel for, like, a year and a half now. And we've, like, put a bunch of content out and, like, created this decent subscriber base. And it's like, how long? Did, how sorry to cut you off. How long did it take? Like, did it take a while to get it going? Dude, we launched. I mean, we had the channel for a while. Like, homie had the channel for a couple years, but it was just like, like, cause he started the brand as like a little skate homie thing. So like, the only videos that were on there were like little like little skate homie shit, you know? Yeah. 
though whatever we launched like high rise tv and we did like our world record hot box video that was at this dispensary that was pretty crazy yeah and we did that on 420 2015 nice and then we launched a couple episodes of two girls one bong and within six months we had like i feel like within like nine months we had a hundred over a hundred thousand subscribers wow that's sick dude yeah so and we were just continuing to put out like our little shows and put out our content and then now we're at like 165 and like our channel's Basically, for those who have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the High Rise. Yeah, the High Rise is like a company I work with, and I started High Rise TV with my homie who owns a company called High Rise, and it's like, the High Rise is like a cannabis-influenced lifestyle clothing brand. And so basically, we started a YouTube channel to kind of help just create fun content while marketing the clothing brand. So... I partnered up with Aaron on this shit and it's been working out pretty well and we've you know we're like in this YouTube world now we're meeting a lot of like YouTube people and talking to people who are trying to start networks and stuff but uh so he created this we created this community of kids that like watching our hijinks weed videos nice just world record hot box and like going to the golf course and doing crazy shit and <laughs> doing like crazy smoke sessions or whatever that these chicks that that we work with do what's and the what's the craziest shit you've rolled where you've rolled it and you were like what the fuck am i doing this for like what am i rolling right now dude so we have a show we have a show that you were on yeah high as fuck dude yeah it's called high af wit and on this show we would bring in influencers like an Anthony Shetler, or like uh, sh we brought on Schmatty, or we had on a couple different rappers, or we had on a couple different like influencers in the weed community, and I would roll up some crazy ass shit. Like I'd roll up, I'd get like my homie has a company called Lift Ticket Skateboarder Homie. Shout out to Lift Tickets. It's, it's, it's a paper with uh, concentrates like on the paper. Nice. And so I would roll up one of those with like three or four different types of crazy weed and I'll put keef and I'll put wax and then I'll put like fucking THC infused honey Damn. around the outside of it. And then I would roll like put like more keef and more wax and shit on the outside of it. And then we'd like smoke people out with stuff. And then we would sit these people down. We would surprise them with this thing. And then we'd show them a video of what is in it. And then they smoke it and then we go ahead and we ask them like 10 questions yeah so if you guys want to see anthony smoke <laughs> watermelon and mint tulip <laughs> uh that's on high rise tv high as fuck with anthony shetler yeah. so that's one of the shows and i've just rolled up crazy shit like backwood blunts with like a bunch of different wax and like cbd lean wrapped around the outside and just crazy stuff like weed porn it's it pretty much <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's pretty sick. Um, what's the two girls one bong? How's that one go down? That was just so my homie Aaron, his girlfriend is like, was doing like a bunch of modeling stuff in like the, like, 
weed industry. So she already had this little following and like we had to, we started this channel and we were doing all this shit and uh, he's like, hey, fool, like why don't you just start your own show? Because he like looked on the internet and there's like these people doing these like weed vlogs where they're just like with their their GoPro or their iPhone and they're just like stoned out of their mind and they're just not interesting and they're just blabbing to, they're not even talking, they're just this is what I got this today, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they have, like, fucking 600,000 views. <laughs> yeah, so holy Aaron's shit. Like, <laughs> so Karen's like, yo, MacDizzle420, why don't you start a show and, yeah. like, we'll shoot it and I'll cut it up and I'll chop it up and get some flow to it. And you'll do, like, smoking challenges. So we started doing that and I pretty much produced, like, shot and edited, produced, like, the first, like, 20 episodes and spearheaded that and that shit started cracking and we have like a bunch of videos with like four or five hundred thousand views and it's just these two chicks like smoking weed taking like gravity bong rips and they're really good they have like really good it's like one's a blonde and one's a brunette and they're both young they're both like in their early 20s and they're like have very like really good chemistry together sick so they're like kids really identify with it it's pretty crazy all right, well, what originally got you into filming and editing? What, like, turned you on to that? I mean, obviously skating to some degree, but, like, what made you, like, keep going with it so much? Um, I've, like, always been around it because my dad's a photographer, and then I've always, you know, when you're skating, you're always, like, wanting to film your homies or c capture shit, whether it's with the camera or a video camera or a disposable camera now with iPhone or whatever, but... Um, I don't know, it's traveling for sure is what kind of got me into it, like going around and um, I used to bring a camera everywhere and then I went on one trip where I went on a trip for seven weeks to Europe and I didn't bring a camera and I was like, I just want to go and be free Yeah. and just like not worry about shit. <laughs> and then I got back and you know, I got accumulation of all the other homies photos of point and shoot and stuff, but it was, I was like kind of bummed that I like, didn't have my own personal memories of like all that shit. So after that I started really shooting more and then. It's more just like world, dude. Like, I was shooting all of our stuff for world, and like RP and Charlie and everybody being so cool down there and like giving me opportunities. And like, I was just shooting for fun, you know? And they're just like, yo, dude, like, can we use this for an ad? Can we use these for catalogs? Like, yes. like that? And I was like, yeah, I guess, <laughs> you know? So that's what kind of put me to the next stage of thinking about it like oh shit like my photos are actually like all right yeah that's sick that's like really that must be feel good to shoot something and then someone asks to use it like that <laughs> it's pretty epic. yeah it was fucking it was super cool that was like when i started thinking like oh maybe i could do maybe that's my way out of skateboarding you know yeah like i always knew like like i i figured out you know but I, worst case scenario is like really having to do shit I don't want to do. Yeah. After skateboarding. Yeah. You know? Like I know I'd be able to like handle my shit, but like, ideally, like you want to do what you enjoy and you want to like find a path for yourself of least resistance and just, you know, figuring it out. So those dudes like giving me that opportunity and giving me that kind of like motivation and whatever. Yeah, it's kind of, like sick. led me in that direction and towards when the, when everything with world ended. It was like, oh shit, I have this skill that I ha that I now that I know I ha I didn't know I had a skill before. Yeah, really. 
Yeah, that's kind of sick. <laughs> nice. Like, now it's like, oh, shit, like, I can fucking fake the funk if I need to and be like, oh, here I've shot fucking, like, advertisements for World Industries that ran in Vice magazine. Yeah. You know, like, need to, like, fake the funk. <laughs> it's sick. So, shout out RP, obviously. Doom, I, feel doom, like doom. Every, I feel like every time we talk, we need to shout out, like, all those dudes. RP, Charlie Thomas, all of them. Everyone's awesome. I saw Chris Ortiz down in Tampa, actually. Yeah. <laughs> would you guys eat would you take me to nah I didn't get to eat with him I'm bummed that's like the experience is eating with Chris Ortiz for sure you know it's like the Anthony Bourdain of skateboarding or something yeah if I, imagine if I could get Ortiz to start filming once one video a week <laughs> 4 on one bring it back bro <laughs> Dude, can you just get Ortiz like the food show like the <laughs> skate food show where he's just himself he's just a photographer he doesn't do shit he doesn't even bring a skateboard yeah and he just talks he's just talking shit the whole session and then he just talks and then in between sessions you go to the food spots and he's just like oh yeah every time i come to little haiti miami oh yeah go around to get the jerk chicken from the spot right here with the dude with the dread <laughs> that's pretty like, good he like probably goes back he knows the chef you're like in any random town. He always gets all giddy, starts smacking his hands together and like getting excited, pinching at you and shit. You're like, calm the fuck down, dude. Like He starts two-stepping back and forth, <laughs> like, even the ribs. Oh my god. It was so good to see him. I was like, gave him a big fucking bear hug, said what's up. <laughs> Where was that? At Tampa Pro? He was at Tampa Pro? Yeah, he was down there, dude. I was hanging out with him. It was good shit. That trip was really fun. It was like... Me, Goon, and Timmy, we all skated in it. Um, Timmy made it to the semifinals, which was sick. Crushed it. And then, like... Yeah, they could, like, sleep into the semifinals. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't understand, dude. So Not, good. Dude, this year was pretty wild. I was like, this is fucking so heavy, you know? It's crazy. Was it, like, heavier than Norma Tampa, Tampa Pros? Because I remember, like, the Tampa Pro I went to, and I think the one before I, I went to the one before and watched you skate yeah they were so mellow dude like the year i skated there was like 63 people that skated yeah and there's, there's only like 20 people that give a shit yeah yeah, yeah. And then the other 40 dudes are just like you're on top of the deck and you're like no you go it wasn't like packed with like that many skaters but it just like tightened up real quick the semifinals tightened up real quick you know what i mean it's kind of like it was quick but it was cool it was a cool show for sure it was sick. I like the outdoor concrete bowl stuff. That was really sick. We shredded. I, I had that last time I went. Yeah. I don't know. I think they did. <sighs> Fuck. I, get it, I gotta get on your yoga program. <coughs> you know what my girl had me do? She, like, uh, had me do some meditation in bed the other night. Wait, yeah, the other night. <laughs> and, uh... She, like, put on this dude, like, this, like, app or something. It was, like, the soothing, like, English gentleman voice. I was, like, I was kind of, like, the whole time we were doing this, I was, like, he's kind of seducing me. Like, you must wonder what it's doing for her. Like, should you... Yeah, you're like, this is what you listen to? Are you meditating a lot these days? Like, what are you doing in there? <laughs> dude fucking put me to sleep, though, with his voice. It was very subtle. Is it, like, breathing... Does he talk about like breathing and stuff? Or yeah, like, he's like, he's just like kind of strings his words and um stays in the moment as he talks, and you just be aware of your voice and body. <laughs> now exhale and then close your eyes. Crazy. 
Now, open your eyes. Gently come back Whoa. in. Shit like that where you're like, what? And you're just falling along. And like, I was kind of like, it kind of felt like the float tank a little bit. Float tank for my body, though, like, for the healing purpose with the salt and, like, just, like... Anti-gravity, son. Yeah, just floating my back and takes all the pressure and stress off your joints and everything so you can just breathe and relax for an hour without... You know what I mean? Just totally suspended in space. It's fucking... Just in the womb. Yeah, it's, like, very refreshing for your body. That And it's like having a salt bath for your body. Like, it's for a skateboarder with all your joints and stuff, you know what I mean? So, uh, I have in the past, I haven't in a long time, I've just been doing the float tanks, because it's like the ultimate, like, yeah, salt bath, you know, it sure. sucks everything out, but, uh, yeah, I have in the past, I enjoy a good Epsom salt bath, go to Rite Aid, fucking buy a I take, bunch. I take, like, fucking four princess baths a week, dude, my girlfriend talks so much shit to me. You call them princess baths? Princess baths, that's what she calls them, but dude, I call them butt soup. <laughs> but, oh, butt soup, butt soup. <laughs> it's what it uh, is bro throw some carrots in there a little ass stew <laughs> but yo we went to this crazy <laughs> ass stew ass stew gross sorry dude I went to this festival on Saturday we went to go do some high rise shit nice and I bought some medicated bath bombs oh sick wait medicated bath bombs what is that so mean? like little like balls that you throw in the bath and they like fizz and it's got like fucking oils and shit in it. Damn. Epsom salts and all that shit, but then it also had 30 milligrams THC. Damn, it is a princess bath. Yeah. Ooh. You gotta have a it's robe on, true. have some slippers, like climb in that bitch. You know? <laughs> some... robe. You should make some fucking all I need robes. You should make some fucking Damn. all I need robes. Some high rise robes. Damn, it'd be sick. <laughs> some robes. I, I would love, we should make the boxing robes though, like, like heavyweight champ coming in, like, that would be sick. Sick. I, I used to love, I used to love boxing. I mean, I, I need to, I haven't watched it in a long time, but when I was younger, I got super turned on to it, like, it's crazy. And, uh, yeah, those robes would be sick, dude, and fucking make a champion belt, too. Those belts are always so sick when they come out, like Tyson coming out with, like, two belts on his shoulder, like, <laughs> That's you walking into the cryo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> those are, like... Just warming yourself up to go to the crowd chamber. I watched the video of you guys going in that shit. Oh, it's so cold, dude. It's fucking... It, yo. Dude, it's only three minutes, I think, and it's fucking so cold. It hits you in, like, my nuts. It was, like, shrank right up real quick. <laughs> you ever take cold showers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seemed harder to do, a cold shower, than the cryo tank. Or a cryo chamber. The cold shower's where it's at. Yeah, it's nice. I back it, for sure. It's refreshing. I go outside, Derek. I live on the East Coast. So last... Oh, yeah, you can just do that. You just go Wim Hof out there. Yeah, last night, that's what I did. I went out there, and I was, like, with my dogs, and I'm just, like, it's freezing, and there's snow on the ground, and I'm just, like, sucking it all in. Like, ah, Take it's... deep breaths. <laughs> yeah, just dealing with the cold, trying to manage it, <laughs> trying not to freak out. <laughs> so cold out here. <laughs> it's so cold. Fuck, dude. It's been... It... We're getting, like, this June gloom thing right now where it's, like, super, like... Uh, we're because we're by the beach so we get like the marine layer in the morning so it gets kind of like foggy in the morning and it's, it's foggy in the evening and then during the day it's just like the best fucking weather on the, literally the best weather on the planet it is for sure on the planet well, fuck me right <laughs> let's, let's be real <laughs> <laughs> must be nice must be nice yeah bro. it's just like 70 with like a breeze like it's <laughs> stupid but this is just gonna last for 
till we go into whatever we're supposed to get this summer. Weren't you guys having Burks. like church, like uh, horrible rainstorms, like flooding and stuff? Oh, dude, it's been crazy. Someone was saying something like you guys are no longer in a drought, or is that bullshit? From what I heard, which is all hearsay bro science, was like, bro science. we got like 60% of our water back in like three days. It just fucking dumped, dude. Like, our place, we live in a back house, and we have this other homie, there's like this garage turned like hippie surfer shed in the backyard also. And that motherfucker's house, our backyard got flooded with like six inches of water, like his kitchen and his bathroom had like four inches of water in it we had to get out like two water pumps and like there was cars driving around long beach like my homie was texting me footage the car was like the water was like a foot and a half from his window yeah it's crazy and then i don't know it was pretty nuts i saw you (laughs) nice it's been it's rained more in the past six months here than it's probably rained in like the last 10 years yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, the whole two years I lived in Long Beach, it was, like, in drought, I think. Everyone's talking about water issues and all this. It's been... It, it was pretty nice here. It was, like, strange. We caught, like, an early spring, and then it then winter slapped us in the fucking ball sack again. <laughs> yeah, it's just getting crazy. It's just interesting weather cycles now. Yeah, we had, we had the storm, and it fucking... It snowed, like, five, six inches, and I was out there shoveling it. It was pretty light snow, which was rad, but then I had to, I was done shoveling, came back out. It was, like, snowed, like, a couple more inches, but it was, then it started raining, so it, like, compacted it all. So I was out there shoveling fucking slush for, like, it was brutal. It was brutal out there. How, like, how much during the week, how many hours during the week are you spending, like, fucking with the weather stuff like that? Well, not that long. It's, it's, I mean, I guess it takes a little bit. It's, if we have a storm or two, I'm out there for like an hour or two each time, but you're just in the middle of the storm. So like, I have to shovel, like the last storm I had to shovel two times in one day. So I was out there for like an hour and a half, two hours, but like fully sweating in a blizzard, shoveling, cause it's a lot and you gotta keep up with it. And then like come in, unlayer, clean off like, get comfy again, and then, like, it's still snowing, so I'm like, I have to shovel again, so you can fucking back out into the madness, and then another full workout, and then you come in, you're, like, exhausted, need a shower. That was, like, all I did today. Like, that's all that day is, shoveling. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> if you, like, actually have to go to a real job, you're like, fuck my life. Plus, you're, like, shoveled, plus, like, you're snowed in. Like, a lot of times, like, you can't go to the warehouse and work because... It's just the snow. No one can make the trip. It's not safe to drive. So they're like, we have like school days, you know, like no school, no, no work, you know, because of the storm. <laughs> Damn, you guys get days off like that? Yeah, yeah. We've been getting a lot actually this year. It's been pretty nice. <laughs> Crazy. You just get to stay at home and get off cozy and get that Netflix and fucking yeah. rip. I do. I get to get really high and play with Elwood and Emma and just film them because they're the best. <laughs> you can't, can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with smoking a little bit of pot and hanging out with animals. Yeah, especially them two. They're just classy individuals. It's crazy. <laughs> What's going on, man? Like, uh, let's get. I want to get you. I want to get you. We got to get something going because, like, I wanted to bring you to Tampa, but I was like, it kind of just turned over so fast. Like, we just got the artwork done and everything, and I was like trying to get it all finished and figured out. We gotta get something going. Maybe we come. I would have just been like burning money just flying me to Tampa. Well, yeah, either way. But maybe <laughs> we get it going to. Uh, maybe we go to you. Is that what the move is? Whatever you want. Whatever 
I kind of want you to come out to me, because the weather's going to start to get nice, and I got an extra room, and we could just do this and skate. Dude, we could do so much shit. I could just work from your crib. I could just, like, do web shit from your crib, podcast with you, fucking film some stuff. There's, like, a lot of people that, like, we work with, like, weed tuber people that live in, in like, Rhode Island by you. Nice, perfect. So, like linking up with them, doing like little fucking videos with them. Yeah, I'm like in. Alright, that's what we do. You come to us. And it's about to get nice. Like it's March and then April's kind of rainy, but it starts to get warm again, you know? So then it's like almost there. So that'll we'll be. We'll do it when the board comes out. We'll fucking. Exactly, there it is. Yes, maybe you yeah. come out to the boards. Yes, that's what it is, dude. <laughs> So, yeah, you heard it here first. Just doing all the plans on the podcast. <laughs> well, you let us know. What should we do? <laughs> well, thank you guys for helping us with that. <laughs> you, you don't release these on YouTube, right? You just do this shit straight to... No, they go to YouTube audio. as well. But it's um not video. It's just audio. No, yeah, I just put, like, um either a picture of the guest or, like, the microphone with the Shatler show, you know? Right. So it's like that. Um, yeah, we can go hit up No Problemo, get some Mexican food on the East Coast, my dude. Yeah, dude. And, uh, what about, I was talking to my chick about how, uh, we're talking about getting a new bed. Nice. Bear mattress? You're going for a bear? I don't know if you knew anybody. (laughs) Yeah, I got, I got you. I got you all day. Let's do this. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Are they still your sponsor? Yeah. They still support me, dude. It's cool. We did a trip. I find we're finding ways to work together. I, I'm gonna send them. I just sent him the Orlando uh, content that we created down there, like Billy and Goonan just skating over the box, the mattress. It's pretty yeah. sick, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the box they were skating over. Yeah, it was a bare mattress box. Those guys are awesome from Bear Mattress. I've I've uh, introduced them to my homie Ben Gravy from Nub TV, and they are working with him too on like projects. And gave him hooked him over the mattress, and like are helping fund his things. Like they're cool. It's a cool brand, dude. Sick, I like that. Getting in the marketing with the influencers. Yeah, those guys are cool, and they're just like, and uh, they're just hype. They're like down to support the cause, you know. And I'm like, that was fucking. That's sick. So we just keep doing cool stuff like that. I feel like if you just uh, keep working and cool opportunities pop up here and there, you know? Dude, for real. That's exactly it. Yeah. So that was like... Just keep creating and just keep putting it out there. Yeah, those guys were really cool and helped fund our trip to Orlando. So that was like fucking really sick. And their mattress crushes. (laughs) Dude, we need to get a new one, son. You need to plug us in there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What's above you? What's above your head? Is that a shelf? Yeah, this is a shelf. Jen just put this shit up. She's a G. Oh, she, yeah. like, it's, like, gold, and it's, like, a white shelf with some, like, gold taping that she put on it that I thought it came like that, but she's just all crafty. Yeah, that that caught my eye. That's what I was looking at. She's in the kitchen right now grinding. Yeah, hell yeah. She's been good with that, just working she's away? Just killing it, dude. She's having to, like, turn down people now. <laughs> so she's just killing it. That's uh, cool, man. Shout out the caffeinated kitchen if you guys want any vegan donuts if you're in the long beach or orange county area hell yeah get up some vegan donuts caffeinated kitchen every time i've been to your house i get a little sample i love it it's delicious get a little sample (laughs) get a little promo (laughs) yo my homie's taking me to the clippers Cavs game what sick 
How's that? What's going on there, dude? I haven't followed basketball in forever, dude. Well, you guys are like number two in the fucking East. Wow, dude, I've been blowing it. <laughs> dude, little Isaiah Thomas is killing you. Yeah, he's you nice. Like, dude, you guys are number two in the East, and you you beat the Cavs, and you beat the Warriors. Gnarly. Fucking so, like, gnarly. you beat the best teams, and you're number two, and you beat the best teams. So, like, you guys are legit as fuck. Yeah, that's sick. Scrappy, right? Yeah, just fucking, yeah, just classic Boston heart, dude. That's what we always seem to get, is like a team that's scrappy, it's like a fight in it, and then they all try to work together, and then it's, they pull it off somehow, usually. Yeah. New England sports. New England sports, classic. And then, uh, the Clippers just have, like, the best team on paper ever, besides the Cavs, and they're just, like, sucking right now. The Clippers still have the best team, and they don't have LeBron? Well, I mean, like, on... Well, dude, the Cavs probably have the best team on paper. They just keep picking everybody up. It's insane. Like, yeah. how you keep getting all these dudes? And then the Clippers are just stacked AF, too, but they just keep, like, can't play together. Not really. Too much dribbling. God damn it. In basketball, there's always, like, ego shit where people can't pull it together. Always. That's the drama. <laughs> Everybody's so fucking talented. It's just... Yeah. They're just <laughs> used to just kind of fighting to get into that position, probably, you know? They're the best, and they're all the man. They yeah. all have been the man, most of them. And then they're, they're used to just fighting for their spot. So probably trying to, I wonder if, like, settling into a role is, like, super hard because you're always fought to be fucking the man. Yeah, that's kind of what it was with, like, Doc and the big three. Like, it was like everyone, the superstars came together and worked together, and then they picked up, like, the scrappy young kid, like, Rondo and shit, you know? Yeah, and like Tony Allen, you guys had all the fucking yeah Tony Allen. house. How just, how sick uh, is Tony Allen? He has such sick style. Still going, dude. <laughs> Kobe said he was the best defender. He like Kobe, his last game, I guess it was in against Memphis, because like in his last season, he was like going around, you know, his tour or whatever, and he'd like go into the other locker room, and the dudes would come to his locker room, and he went and like met up with Tony Allen at the end of their last game, and like signed his shoes and like gave his shoes to tony allen saying like to the best de the best defender i've ever played against wow damn dude that's so gangster must feel pretty nice <laughs> and kobe so kobe's retired yeah that's it huh crazy to think that's crazy 20 to years one team Scored 60 points his last game. Wow. Hit the, hit the game winning shot. How old did he retire at, you know? 37. 37. He came in the league when he was 17. Gnarly. Fully. Years. Fully submersed. Yeah. As like, they tried to brand him like a like a Jordan, too. They did. Yeah. They branded yeah. him like a Jordan, for sure. For sure. Pretty gnarly. Congrats. Should have worked so hard. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm not jocking him like too hard. I just like his work ethic and everything is just fucking insane. I just, I, one of the books I just read was a Phil Jackson book, the Eleven Rings book. How was that? Pretty sick. It's pretty sick. It goes by like pretty fast because I'm like, he goes by each one of the each uh, season that he won, and he like starts back with where he came from and everything. But damn, sick. That's super a... interesting. Talks about like the champions the six with the bulls and then talking about his the uh, five with the lakers Damn. kobe shack like those issues like cool shit like jordan coming back from playing baseball and like not knowing the team because he hadn't played for like a year and a half so he wasn't he didn't know everybody on the team and he's trying to like take that lead role and like butting heads of dudes and, like getting to a fight with steve kerr and shit like in practice just super cool shit
Yeah, that's sick. That run the Bulls had was so sick when it was like Scottie Pippen, Jordan, Horace Grant, fucking, uh, who else was in that? God, I'm not... There's like Tony Kukoc. Oh, damn, remember? <laughs> I mean, there was like the two sets of them, but yeah, the second Dennis set. Rodman, like, Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc, um, BJ Armstrong. Oh, BJ Armstrong is sick too, dude. Damn, I'm I haven't. Yeah, it's so sick. I also love the runs the Phoenix had. We talk about this every time with Dan Marley, Danny Ainge, fucking yeah. Kevin Johnson, KJ, uh, Charles, AJ, Charles Mayor, Barkley. Sacramento. Yeah, it was such a solid lineup. Those dudes crushed it. <laughs> I like the later sons too with Dan Tony and uh, Steve Nash and Grant Hill and Amari Stoudemire. And Damn. Those dudes. Stoudemire. I can talk basketball for like five podcasts. <laughs> That's fine. Stoudemire was like a one of a kind player. Always. He just dealt, dude, he just hit two, I think he had like two knee surgeries, like set him back, but he was like one of, so many dudes, man. I mean, I want, skateboarding is probably like this too, or just, but like so many dudes have the potential to be like one of the greatest and they just get hurt. Like Grant Hill, like Grant Hill was so good that he dealt with all of his injuries. He was so good that the legends still consider him a legend because yeah. they knew he would have been as good as Michael Jordan, if not better. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he got hurt. But they still, even though he got hurt and he didn't do it, the legends like knew it was like pretty much inevitable he was going to be like LeBron or something like that. So they still treat him like that, even though it didn't. Yeah, they just knew he. Good. They knew he had it. Whatever it is, he had it. They knew it. They saw it, so they gave it to him. And he played until he was 40, and he couldn't play to his abilities because of his injuries, but they still treat him as if he's... I love, I love seeing shit like that. Legends. Legends, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I always... I liked basketball, too, when I was younger. I used to get... I got into ba- basketball for a while. Just playing it. I just like playing a game of basketball. It's really fun. Just some... Oh, dude, I, <clears throat> I have, like, footage in the next vlog... My next vlog. Nice. I'm, like, going and shooting around. Yeah, I've been like playing with my homie a little bit and like shooting around like once or twice in the morning before I go to work at uh, this hoop down the street. So I put my phone up and I was like shooting around taking some shots. You just sparked me, dude. I haven't even thought about basketball because we used to play games out here. But like, that's a good idea to to do that. It's sick to see shoot some basketball. Awesome. I just need some sort of cardio, dude. Me and my lady play tennis. It's pretty fun. Yeah. How's that? That's probably good for your knees. Or it's like good, bad for your knees, but it probably like works you out. Yeah, it's like, it's, you know what I like about tennis is that me and my lady don't play with any of the rules or anything. We just try to volley it back and forth. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, we got six. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like fucking bounces three times and we still hit it across and like, you know, consider it a make. <laughs> but, uh, what I like is like, it's a back and forth, though. You know what I mean? So you have to hit teamwork. You have to, like, find a rhythm, a stride to get more than one or two hits in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the practice of that is kind of fun with my lady, with Lady Dash. Because so, sometimes we'll go play tennis and we're, like, talking more than we're actually play, playing tennis. We're just kind of like, and then I'm like, wait, we need to actually just try to volley this thing again. <laughs> but last time we were crushing it, there was no net. That's why it was super easy. We were just crushing it back and forth. We were pretending like there was a net. Yeah, like five minutes, not even like five minute walk. I'd be there. Couple tennis courts down there. I always wanted to bring my round bar because I have this long, like, I think it's sixteen foot round bar. It's fucking mint, Derek. Uh, and sometimes I'll pull it on my driveway in this, and when it's nice out, 
but there's those tennis courts down there are so good. If I could just stash it down there and like maybe chain it up and then like bring it in and session it there, it'd be so good. Would Michael like, Trip if he skated there? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. If I'm it, like, there are courts that they don't really use that much. So maybe if I go and no one's using it, and I just like set it up, skate it, and then take it out and like chain it to the fence or something on the outside, I might be good that way. You know what I mean? Dude, that'd be sick. You ever grow up having like tennis court DIYs or anything like that? Yeah, dude, all over New England, dude. We're gonna go to some when you come out here for sure. That's pretty much what all we have is like. I mean, we have tons of street spots. We'll go, we'll go skate Providence, cutty-ass spots in there. We'll go to Boston. There's so much stuff in there, gems. And then we could even go to New York while you're here. It's only four hours away. And then we could go, there's New Bedford, Fall River. There's all these little towns that have cutty spots and all over Rhode Island. And then we got fucking all these DIY parks. And we also have just normal skate parks and some shitty ones. But there's been a lot of, like six skate parks popping up lately too like outdoor ones that are built like california type parks you know yeah i want to skate that one under the bridge the lynch family one's fucking sick we'll go we'll go do that for sure we'll, we'll stop into orchard maybe uh skate shop eggs. too and say what up i like going up there skate some eggs yeah we could go roll through there too that would be sick just to give you like another taste of that place <laughs> You'd probably live there, dude, if you lived I here. I could, huh? if I could just go up there, right? Jake one's dead, I'm moving to Boston and stuff. <laughs> that would be so sick. <laughs> it's so sick. That was the spot for, like, the last fucking three years, just going to Jake one every Sunday. No more skating there, or what? No, they, like, took chunks out of everything, and, like, you could kind of still skate through the chunks, but you pretty much have to go, like, after nine on, like, Sunday, and it's, like dark and are you really trying to like this you know we did it for a couple weeks after what are they what are they doing like uh what are they doing in that space now is it like was nothing so that my homie sent me a link my homie's like does like landscape architect shit and he's like one of the jaquan crew homies dummy tone shout out tones to g he sent me a a link that's like (laughs) mock-up plans and basically, there's, like, the big grass patch in front of the plaza, and they want to build, like, some crazy Dubai-looking fucking, like, 26-story building. Oh, gnarly. And, like, it was just, like, a mock and, like, trying to get it passed or whatever. It was some, like, architect website. And a lot of people in the comments are like, there's no way this shit's going to fly. It's, that's, like, the only patch of grass. Like, that little patch of grass in front of Jaquan is, like, the only patch of grass in that area of Koreatown. Bye, grassy boo. Bye. <laughs> 26 <laughs> floors, bro. How many units is that? Times what? <laughs> Huge McDuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, I've been I've been rocking a French press nowadays, Derek. Step I saw up. fucking Dash grinding up coffee with a mortar and pestle, dude. She went all out, dude. She got all frisky on it and was like, "This is what we're doing now." And she opened up my eyes and told me the ways, and I was like, "This is good stuff." Dude, so so we have like a hand grinder that every morning, like the first thing either me or Jen will do is we'll like fucking puts on out into the kitchen and like muster up the strength to grind some beans by hand nice. and i'm just like getting sick of it because for like the last three years we've had like an electric grinder that we would just grind the beans like every couple days 
And now we've been doing this, and I've just been, like, talking shit, and she's, like, sees Bash's thing, and she's, like, talking shit to me for complaining, because you guys are over there grinding it up in stone. (laughs) (laughs) Ours, let's see. (laughs) How, so, so what's your regimen, then? Like, do you grind it up every day in that thing? Yeah. It's sick. It's like you take one scoop of beans, you throw it in there, and then you just bash it up, grind it. It takes, like, a minute or two. You can decide how fine you want it, how, you know, like... And then, uh, I love the ritual of it now. Just, like, doing it and then fucking having coffee. I don't know. Something about it. Like, not even... The coffee itself tastes tastes awesome. It's just good coffee, but... She was talking about something about maybe with the Keurig, like, how the piping and stuff, where the water goes through. Like, you can't really clean the inside of those things, so, like... Yeah. They can get all crazy in there, and then, like, so she was just like, let's do this, and then she started doing that, and the coffee just tastes better, and, like... Oh, so good, dude. You could, like, see the oil coming down from, like, the sides, kind of like how when the fools, like, spin the wine, and yeah. then you see, like, the wine dripping on the side of the glass, what is it called, like, the legs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the like, legs. You can, like, see that when you drink, like, French press or mocha pot or whatever, you can see the oil kind of, like, on the side of the, the glass. I don't know, I feel like there's something... I feel, yeah, I don't really drink, like, uh, coffee maker coffee either. Because yeah. it's like, I'll drink it at a diner or whatever, but I don't, we don't make it at home. I feel like the straining process, I don't know the science behind it, but I feel like straining, you're kind of like taking out the, oil, the oils, it tastes kind of like diluted or something like that. Yeah. Where if you make like espresso or French press, or we use an AeroPress, which is like similar to the French press, but it's smaller and it's plastic. And you throw, like, your scoops in there, and you only have to go for, like, one minute. Nice. It's basically, like, a compressed fucking uh, French press. But looking at it on Instagram, we look like fucking Fred Flintstone with our fucking rock and mortar. Like, <laughs> just, like, fucking Flintstone days. Like, yeah, it's how they make their coffee on the East Coast. It's <laughs> so fun to fucking townies out there in Plymouth. I just fill up a barrel with grapes and I also step on them and get my wine that way too as well. You're hitting the cranberry bug with Westgate <laughs> for the day? I've been hanging out with Westgate so much I talked him into doing a, a vlog so he's about to have the Westgate channel site. No way. Yeah, he's, he filmed awesome. his first one and I like schooled him on the way and I was like, dude, here, and he, I was like, just start sending me shit, dude. I've been talking to him for months, just like chirping at him because I'm like, Brandon, you just fucking do it. It's sick. You're gonna have so much fun. Like, it'll make your life easier. And, uh, I finally convinced him. So, he sent me his first episode. It's fucking sick. I bet, man. I would love to see what goes on in the daily life of that dude. Dude, he's... Like... There's one part where he's feeding fucking wild turkeys, and one of them is fucking massive. There's one in the middle that I'm like, that turkey might take your eye out if he got close enough. <laughs> Giant ass turkey. Yeah, he just like woke up in the morning and he was like, yeah, there's a bunch of turkeys, like 25 wild ass turkeys on his bog and he's out there throwing seed on the ground and they're coming up to his feet and shit. He, like he has a gang of fucking turkeys around him. I was like, those things are like little velociraptors. You know, watch out. Those are fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> Dude. I don't know the last time you've seen a turkey, but those things are no fucking joke. They got like, talons. I haven't seen a wild turkey. What's that? I don't know when the last time I saw a real turkey. Really? You never have you ever seen a turkey? In... I've seen a turkey, but I don't I don't remember the last time I seen like a real or a wild. I've never seen a wild turkey. Dude, they... I bet they could get fucking giant. Dude, they fucking are beasts. They terrifying. I've seen photos. I follow Hoyt Bow Bo- 
hunting. I don't hunt. I don't fucking hunt. <laughs> I follow them. <laughs> you don't hunt now, but one day maybe you like There's it. like photos of like people hunting turkeys and they're like sitting next to him after they shot him and this thing's huge. Did we talk about like, hunting before? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> would you go hunting? Hey, would you hunt? Yes, 100. I would love to one day, but I like obviously need to have a gun and I need to get like endless amounts of training because well, you don't like go out there and you're like not going to try to shoot something if you don't have the correct shot that's going to like put it down you're not going to try to make something suffer you know yeah and I would love to do that and like fucking hunt and get something and have meat for a year what would you, know you know hunt what, I mean? what would you hunt I mean I don't know what I, like it all comes down to like meeting somebody that I could have that would be like a mentor like would that would mentor me or whatever and me being in the right position in life which like I'm fucking Long Beach right now there's like not really gonna be much opportunity for me to go hunting or whatever I wonder but I, you know I'd have to be somewhere where I'd be like wanting to go to the range a lot as a hobby you yeah. know and like really getting good at shooting and then that's a whole other world dude of just like understanding going out like carrying like fucking 50 pounds of gear like hiking alone is hard enough as it is right now <laughs> <laughs> for sure <laughs> carrying a bunch of fucking gear and then like hauling out quarters of something like I don't know I'm into it I watch like episodes of that Meat Eater podcast or Meat Eater show with Steve Ranella he crushes it I watch some of that stuff too it seems sick man I, I get what you're saying like it takes a lot of training and ways to do it right like you don't want to go out there recklessly just killing shit and like people get shot that way <laughs> but Dude, it would, I, yeah um, but it would be sick for sure um I was gonna say, oh, did you ever shoot RP's fucking uh, guns? No. All right. I've talked to RP about it before. I love it. He's a gun nut. Yeah. It's what does amazing. he have? What does he have? He has an AR-15, I think. Or... I think it's like two AR-15s. He's yeah. A bunch of stuff. And he like get, he has all the pieces. Like he customized it. It was so fun to shoot though. I was like, holy he's shit. This dude ever? He just doesn't curse. Doesn't drink. Doesn't drink. Doesn't smoke. Doesn't drink caffeine. Super just... solid. <laughs> sweetest dude ever and then just as a gun that he's like telling me about like all these attachments where you where you can like turn these like ar-15s into like handguns or some <laughs> shit just he's like telling me all this stuff I'm like damn fool <laughs> the drive-by i saw that guy i saw him not that long ago at surf expo I hung out with him fucking solid guy i love that guy <laughs> he's been crushing it yeah i don't know that whole like gun issues and hunting i don't know that's like people have their ethical issues with everything but yeah i mean i was just i was just thinking about it like i've gone hunting before but i never killed anything i went with like my, my friends when i was younger I had i had, was like my friend and his family they would hunt and uh i saw like deers hanging up in their fucking uh barn like gutted deers and just all blood dripping down in the barn it's pretty fucking brutal i was like holy shit i had to go in and look and like wish i had my phone then Vlog yeah, that okay. shit. That'd be a heavy vlog right there with like dead like, deer carcass. <laughs> Just like pocket knife it, sliver off, and walk out. <laughs> but to make some fucking jerky, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hit him, hit my friend Billy Whitney. What up, Bill? And his dad, they would hunt, and uh, they took me out one time, and I had a gun, and uh, we didn't see shit. I didn't see anything at all. Uh, and I think, I think some people got a shot off, but nothing got hit. So I never got to do it or shoot anything. We were hunting deer. Um, I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> like, I was just climbing around in the woods I, with the fucking gun. 
doing. Yeah, I just had a gun and I'm fucking walking around with these dudes just trying not to like shoot myself. And uh, <laughs> we had to wake up crazy early. It was crazy early. And they kept telling me all about coyotes, which was scaring the fuck out of me. My friend Billy would be like telling me about these coyotes and how they fucking attack you and shit. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and, uh... Hold on, keep going. I'm gonna shut these blinds. Yeah, no, no worries. Keep talking. Yeah, me and Billy used to fish a lot, too. We would always go fishing. That was, like, a thing. Like, Billy was my friend before I really started skating. Oh, fishing's the best, dude. Yeah, before I started skating, I was, like, fishing a lot. I was fishing, like, all the time. Just you in the are lot. the fucking skateboarding Joe Rogan, dude. <laughs> I used to... like from the same area, fished a lot before you got into Taekwondo, like skateboarding. I wish I could do Taekwondo, but my knees would be fucked right now. Dude, but I, I like... think about that. If you could do a mixed martial arts, what would you do? Oh, um, the M- MMA seems pretty rad. I like Eddie Bravo, and like it seems like, uh, what does he do? He's jiu-jitsu. Yeah, jiu-jitsu. Right? I don't know. I wouldn't... I... Either way, like, it seems like fun, it'd be sick, but I like the idea of doing yoga a little more. That seems like a cool idea. I did one class with my lady, and she, like, invited me along, and everyone's doing their thing, and I was just trying to, like, I had to, like, I couldn't do all the poses, so I had to, like, sub in different moves and shit, but it was fun. I felt great after it, so I was like, that's kind of cool, like, a discipline, force yourself in a moment, like, kind of Did you smoke weed before you did it? Uh, I don't remember. So probably. <laughs> For sure. Do it next time. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I hear people saying, like, smoke some weed and do yoga. I mean, it makes sense. Whenever I get high, I want to stretch. It's like... You just, yeah, you just feel everything a little bit better. Like, you can, like, you're a little more sensitive. You can, like, feel which spots, like, are tighter and where you're, like, off balance and... Yeah. Focus on your breathing and, like, slow it down. Yeah. It's nice. For sure. Yoga. I'll send you some links to these little, like, 30-minute johns I do. Dude, hook it up. They're Um, sick. They're super basic. There's even, like, 20-minute ones, 15-minute ones that are, like, before bedtime, 15-minute relaxing yoga, so. Yeah, that's, like, what my lady had, and that guy seduced me, remember? (laughs) We all know how that ended. Don't you have a cat? Don't you have, like, a neighbor's cat that just kicks it on your porch? Dude, the homie. Yeah, he's... The fat cat? Yeah, is he crushing it? Dude, he's the coolest cat. He went missing for a couple days. We were getting worried, but if you think somebody's just like trying to kidnap him and feed him more, yeah, just fill him just up. Just so fat. <laughs> yeah, he has he... the best personality though. That's sick. Yeah, um, he was in your first episode. That's why, right? Yeah, like fucking yeah. sick. <laughs> Timmy, like when you put out your episode, Timmy called me. He's like, Derek had to come in with all his editing and filming skills. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you? <laughs> I know, I was like, what are you talking about? Just go fucking skate. The song on the timeline. <laughs> laid the tricks down. There was no... Some of the clips I didn't even chop off the ends or anything. I just threw that shit on there. I told Timmy too, I was like, dude, yours is crushed. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's just being funny. He's like, I think he was trying to be complimentary. <laughs> I love that guy. He brought his lady on the Tampa trip. She came and hung out with us. That's awesome. Is, is she from Florida? I think originally, yeah, but they both live out in Cali. Sick. I went to his little pad out there. It's pretty dope. Living, like, like not too far from the beach. And yeah. it actually has an amazing view, like, if you go out to a street and 
you can see the fucking ocean. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful down there where he is. That's what we have to do. Our, we're going to have to make our way back out there as well. Because that was sick when we went out there before and linked up. So, like, we're going to have to do that. You'll come out here and then we'll go out there. That's what we'll make it happen. Should do the all I need as SF trip. SF? Yeah. That would be sick. Up there. That's Cuddy up there. Where's Red Brian at? Sacramento. It's like an hour and a half from SF or an hour. Well, we're getting closer, right? <laughs> Dude, Red Brian's the man. Yeah, what's he been up to? Have you seen him or talked to him at all? I've been, yeah, I talked to him like last week for a while. He's about to drop a part on Thrasher in right. like the next like month or two. I think it's like him and his homie Onion. So it's called the Red Onion video. <laughs> nice. And they're both gingers. Nice, a double ginge? Yeah, the double ginge mm -hmm. part. I'm, I think I'm going to have a couple tricks in the part. Oh, sure. sick. I've been seeing some shit. How, dude, Red Brian is so good, and he's so tall, and he, like, for how tall he is, and, like, his style and bag of tricks, he, cr like, it looks so good. I love it. I'm like, how the fuck, like, because usually tall, I don't expect tall people to do his tricks, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's, like, so stiff, but then he can just sit on a flat bar for, yeah. like, 30 feet. And then it comes out perfect. Yeah. yeah, you're like, what? How did that work out amazingly? So good. <laughs> I watched all his footage I'm like Jesus Christ I wish I had his like Length and pop And height On all those tricks it Looks so fun He's definitely a unicorn Unicorn That's a ginger unicorn Can <laughs> <laughs> we just call Red Brian <laughs> Ginger unicorn On the podcast <laughs> What about Vince Have you heard from Vince For a while I haven't uh, Heard from him for a while No I think he's doing good though I heard he's working At Benny Gold Nice. In he SF. Shop in in uh, SF and he's doing, uh, I heard he's doing some like uh, graphic design shit or something. He's yeah. trying to do some graphic design stuff. So. Is Benny Gold like a, a skate shop or is it more? I think it's just a boutique. Oh, okay. No, that's cool. Ben he's like an OG like SF dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. He has sick designs. Like I look at all this stuff; it's really good. Um, yeah, Vince. Like, what? sorry, Vince. When he we were in SF, he was giving us those coffee vouchers or whatever free coffees. Remember, he was working at uh, is it Pete's? Pete's. Yeah. yeah, I was like thinking that might have helped contribute to when I got vertigo because <laughs> you can get vertigo from caffeine, and he was giving me those vouchers, and they were for like. Um, like double shots of like espresso and shit like that, and I was like, not. I didn't really drink coffee then, so I didn't really know what I was drinking. I'm just like coffee, double shot, like mocha frappa bullshit. I was like drinking whatever, and uh, I drank so many, dude. I was like, that could have been like pushing me towards the vertigo, cause caffeine can get you that, can can cause it. That's right, because we went we like went to SF and then we came home for a couple nights and then we were supposed to go to South America. That's how that yep. worked. Yep, we were on we were up in SF, but I don't think I'm not trying to say it's his fault or anything. Like I was drinking them like an idiot. I just didn't know. I wasn't. I didn't know what co I didn't know shit about coffee. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> newbie, so I'm dehydrated, just jumping down big ass rails on coffee. Yeah, and I was just like, this stuff is awesome. Like I'm a like it's just like bam, bam, bam. Like, a high from a coffee is gnarly, and then I abuse the shit out of it. Learned real quick, though. <laughs> <laughs> like three days later, 
There goes your trip to South America. Yeah, what do you remember from the San Francisco trip? Didn't we skate that big rail with the ivy growing up it? You skated that big rail with well, the ivy growing out of it. Me and Mendenhall. How good's oh, no. Mendenhall? We went there like first spot of the trip and last spot of the trip. Gnarly. What the fuck were real? And you, you hucked on it like first spot of the trip we got there. I feel like it was fucking raining when you were skating it, and it's just like big ass twelve stair rail with like ivy, and it lands going into a fence, and the runway's like just some shitty SF like downhill cracks everywhere. You had to like run into a fence after you rode it was away. Like a chain link fence rail. Yeah, it was just crazy. We like, had to hike in that bitch. Remember, we had to go like around the school or whatever it was, and go through the fence, and it looked like there was like yeah. a homeless setup with a mattress under the thing, and like Walking Dead shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you, like, front-boarded it and lip-slid it and smithed it. Yeah. Damn, I was hyped on that. That rail felt sick to skate. It was super scary, but it worked out fine. Dude, mm. we went, and then, like, Mendenhall got hurt the first spot of the trip, and then we, uh, he wanted to skate the rail, but something happened where he, like, got hurt at the warm-up spot, and then so we went last spot of the trip, and this fool was, like, claiming crook. He did Pulled it. up to it for like 10 minutes. This is the most gangster shit, dude. I just sat back and smoked a spliff and set up a tripod angle and was like, I'm going to watch this shit. <laughs> this fool rolls up to it like fucking 10 times, grinds crook the whole way down first try, jumps off his board, grinds crook all the way down, stomps it, falls off his board, and then gr- does it third try. So solid. Like, the most perfect fucking way to go about it, dude. Like, yeah. grind it all the way, stick it next try, roll away next try. And he just claimed it all week, and he did it. And I was just like, fuck, dude. You're, <laughs> right. you're such a G right now, dude. I always, lo- I always love Mendenhall. He always got me hyped. <clears throat> He's solid dude. Super solid dude. He, Such seemed, a good dude. Yeah, seemed like he has work ethic, and he was, like, very thoughtful and caring. <clears throat> and he's a big dude, too. You know what I mean? He could be kind of, like, a bully if he wanted, but he's, like, the opposite. Yeah, he's such a huge heart. Such a good dude. Yeah, he seems like he cares a lot about shit. I always like Matt. And his skating was... His, his skating is no joke, I'm sure. Like, I haven't seen him skate in a while, but... Shit he can do on a board. Frontside flips. Yeah, he's just one of those dudes that just has one of those kick flips and frontside flips that you're like, all right, you don't really have to do anything, but just like a boosted frontside flip on flat, and you're dope. Do you uh, <clears throat> do you know, like, what was the first music album you got that got you sparked, like that you turned you on to music? Can you think of it? Um, I remember the first time I like heard, like rap rap like pulling up to some something like third grade pulling up to some like school thing at night and like gin and juice came on <laughs> sipping on gin it was either and gin juice. and juice or nothing but a g thing Laid which like back. fucking song nice it was, it was one of those two drain snoop songs i don't know i don't remember i was like fucking eight but you knew then, you knew it was sick. That's what you're like. Yeah. And it was as we were pro. I can remember it. I remember what street we were on. I can picture it. And I heard that shit in the back of the Toyota Previa egg. <laughs> and this fucking eight year old little eight half Asian kid was like, "Oh shit, life changing." <laughs> yeah, you were like, "This is. I need to get high. I feel like I have to smoke weed now." I'm like, at least I need a giant T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, just a big white tee or something. <laughs> And then from there, it was pretty much like 
this fucking hip-hop kid, white Asian kid growing up in the suburbs. Like, <laughs> similar to, like, Eddie Wong. I don't know if you know, like, the Eddie Wong dude story. Like, <laughs> little, like, hip-hop Asian kid growing up in the suburbs of Orlando. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Eddie Wong from Vice. He had, like, a... You oh. know him if you... I do. I've I've heard a podcast with him. I think maybe it was a Joe Rogan's actually. I think he was on there maybe. But what about you? Yours is like some hip hop shit. Wu Tang. No, it wasn't some hip hop shit. What was your first? No, it was Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers. That was the first one, dude. I was like, I think I was in a trailer park in New Hampshire, Raymond, New Hampshire, and I think someone fucking played Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers, and I was just like. Like, I had access to it. I think I got a CD or a cassette tape. It might have been that old. Dude, wow. I'm old. 34, right? Because we were digital. We're digital right now. We're through the fucking internet tube right now looking at each other on the computer. Analog babies. Yeah, fucking crazy. But, um, <laughs> analog babies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I heard that. And then, like, I just was, like, so... I just played that over. You walk by the room and be like, Ooh, giant glad ain't nothing to fuck with. Ah! Like, over and over. Like, it was so fucked up because uh, I was just blasting that shit so loud. My mom never really said nothing, though. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. <laughs> crazy. No yeah, dude. That was a crazy time. Living in that trailer was crazy because, like, my mom was, like, not really keeping it together. Hence, while we're in the trailer park. And, like, uh, I think it might have had assisted living or something, you know, so we had a place to live. But she was kind of reckless and doing her thing with drugs or whatever. So I just, like, fucking played Wu-Tang. <laughs> 36 Chambers, dude. I was like, this is so sick. It, like, got my aggression out, and they were saying shit that I, like, I felt. I was like, this is fucking... These dudes are crushing. And then, like, that sparked me on hip-hop. And then that, like, opened the door to, like, all the greats. You already know, like, all the yeah, heavy. The same, yeah, the same shit. And just takes you through there. And, like, hip-hop was so the thing, you know? Before that, though, before hip-hop... My dad, when I was real little, he used to listen to Bonnie Raitt. Do you know who Bonnie Raitt is? No. She's like a country folk singer, kind of. And uh, oh, that's young Jamie. No, yeah, right. We need a young Jamie, young Hefe, but he's not here. He's working at the park. Oh, Hefe. Yeah, Jeff's been helping me out a lot, dude. He's starting to do sales rep stuff for all I need, and he's already taking on team manager position, and like, he's working at the park for the edge, and he's working in the warehouse for all I need now. So like. He's starting to help out a lot. Where was I going, though, with that? Pull up. What were you asking young Hefe to pull up? You're so stony. You two are both just like... I don't even know where these conversations are going. God damn it, I had a point. I can't even remember now. <laughs> I'm going backtrack. I'm We're committed now. <laughs> Oh, Trailer Park, Hip Hop. Oh, Bonnie Raitt. Let's... Bonnie Raitt, there we go. Ready, ready? Let's give them something to talk oh, about. Yeah. How about love? Yeah. My dad used to jam that. My dad loved... This is like memories that are so fond to me. Because my father passed away when I was like 13. So, it's like I'm 34 now. And I haven't seen him in a long time. And like those memories fade. It's like I'm very, very unfortunate. They just slowly stop... They're not, they're not gone, like, I still have the feelings attached, but, like, the visual memory is, like, fading of my father, as crazy and weird as that sounds. Although, I kind of start to look like him as I get older, so yeah. it's kind of coming back, full circle. But, um, 
Yeah. Fucking Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. <laughs> so Soulful shit. So you grew up kind of on, like, a lot of that. Yeah, like, that shit was sick, and it was, like, my, um... It's, like, a fond memory of my father, you know? Like, and, uh... So that music, and then, um... Wu-Tang, hip-hop, and then now it's just mostly, like, Florence and the Machine, and... I haven't really been listening. I want someone to refer some music to me. If you have anything, or anyone has anything, just... Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any of that shit. Tell me something to listen to. So I get sparked. I love when I find new music. When someone, like, turns you down to, like, a rabbit hole of a musician and they crush it. Their their whole albums are good. That's what I fucking yeah. love. That's what I love. Because I like listening through... I like listening to albums all the way through. That's, like, my favorite thing. Because it's, like, you're going for the journey of what the artist, like, laid out in the track. If it's... if if they're really putting that much intent into when they're making the album, you know? We, we just got some uh, vinyl last week. Sick. Vinyl's sick. I love the way it sounds. I mean, everyone said it sounds so good, you know? Got some Sade. Nice. Got some Erica Badu. Nice. Nice. Good music. Uh, there's like this fucking group called The Internet that we've been listening to a lot. I don't even listen to that much music anymore. It's just like hella podcasts. And, yeah. You know, Same. Audio books and podcasts and stuff, but... I listen to this group called The Internet, and it's like, I guess it's like, I don't really know much. I guess it's like out of Odd Future. Is it hip-hop? Is that who that was? It's like R&B, kind of like soulful shit. It's super sick. I'll have to send you a link. Sick. I'll have to check it out. That sounds sick. (laughs) It's dope. It's like this chick. She's like this lesbian chick, and she just sings about like her girlfriends and like just smoking weed and hanging out (laughs) with her dick and shit, and it's like... It's like a band, like, I never even heard of this band, and then last year for New Year's, Mikey Chim and his girlfriend took me and Jen to uh, a show, and like, eat some psilocybin, and go in there and check out this soulful band, and it was like, Crushed crazy, it. it was sick as fuck, and ever since then, it's just been like, in my head, but I'll have to send you a link, it, they're like a live band, it's kind of like The Roots, like, you know how The Roots is like a live band, and Questlove and shit? Yeah. Up there killing it, they're like a live band. Hold, hold, I'm gonna try to find a pen right now, <clears throat> cause I wanna I wanna write that down. Cause it, unless you remember to send it to me, you think you'll send it to me? I'm gonna hound you. I got, I got notes right here. Oh, nice. <laughs> I've been taking notes. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. That's solid. So, uh, let's talk about the podcast. You guys put out an episode. It's on the YouTube channel, The High Rise. Yeah, dude, we put out two episodes. Nice. Uh, podcast so far the podcast it's called the doobie talk podcast so if you look up doobie talk on high rise tv um it's just me and my buddy aaron is it we, video and audio yeah it's just video we're, we're, once we get a couple of episodes up we're gonna probably extract the audio and then maybe throw it up on what we do automatic i'll probably hit you up for some of that advice nice all right yeah so um, so yeah basically it. it's like me and my homie we come into work i work with my friend aaron he's the owner of high rise He's like a, he's not even 28 years old. He's like a 27 year old kid. He's had this brand for like six years. He's just like turned into this like social media marketing monster where he's just like figuring out how to do all this shit with social media and how to generate all these sales and how to direct traffic and do all this shit. And it's fucking sick. And we have a bunch of brands and he's just building brands nonstop now and he also, we have like a warehouse with manufacturing and we do embroidery and screen print and all this shit. And uh, we're just constantly coming up with creative ideas for high rise TV and high rise and like fun stuff that we do. And we're 
constantly listen to podcasts like yourself. We listen to podcasts, Gary V, Tim Ferriss, Rogan, everybody else. So, and then we have like a different audience. We have like a, you know, younger stoner audience and we wanted to like start giving them value. Yeah. You know? So cool. We have like this audience of like however many kids that are watching our shit and following us, you know? So we started this, and every day we come into work and we sit down and we smoke and we're just chopping it up and it's just the ideas are coming and the ideas are coming and we're talking about business now. Now all of a sudden we're like evolving, we're talking about investing and da 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 and just not anything, we're doing anything, but we're just learning constantly. So we have these yeah. cool conversations, so we're like, fuck it, why not record it and yeah. just put it out there for like our audience. That's sick. I'm, I'm... And just be like, look, you guys are fucking an 18, 19 year old kid. Like you have some ideas, like here are the steps. Yeah. You want to start a brand? Like we started a brand a month and a half ago. We started a Shopify store, like a hat store on Shopify and Amazon. And like, we're doing like 70 orders a day. Damn sick. That's and awesome. So we want to share this knowledge with all of our audience. Yeah, that's so. awesome. So that's cool. That's is it, how was it to record a first one? Because the first one's always like, it's like you got like some people never get to the first one. Um, it was cool. The first one I really liked. It's doing pretty well. It's been up for like a week and it has like, like over three thousand views, which huh? it's like not a lot, but who gets, just for two random dudes that are smoking weed talking to a camera. It's a good you know? start, dude. That's a fun. And we got six, like though. a lot of good, you know, we have like. 50 comments of people that like made it the whole way through That's and were sick. super stoked and they were like you know really encouraging so the first one was really cool it was like so like we're gonna do this shit we have to kind of introduce ourselves because these people have been following the high-rise tv for t since like how you know a couple hundred followers so they don't know us we've been putting out all this shit but we're behind the cameras yeah that's right so like where we've been, we don't, you know, Aaron hasn't really put his face out there. I was going to say, did that, business, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, is that like, that's kind of an awkward thing to choose to do, I guess? Yeah, so finally, I mean, he was, he's like built his brand up and he's just like killing it. And finally, he's just like, let's do it. Let's like, and it's more along the lines of, and Aaron's never, he doesn't want to do this to like get famous or anything. Or it's just more of like, when we started High Rise TV, I fit, I, envisioned it being something bigger than just hijinks weed smoking videos like i wanted to captivate it or like capture this audience and then once i captured it like let's give them knowledge like something like a vice yeah you know? yeah yeah like let's give them information you yeah. know that they can grow with so and i think everything just kind of happened and we've always talked about it but shit organically happened we're in a new studio we have the new office the new warehouse and with the new studio space and stuff so now we have this shit rolling and it's like we have our little creative hub space now, you know? Yeah. It's like my office is like the studio where we shoot all the podcasts. And then it's also the like the only room that we like smoke in. So everybody's constantly coming in. And then that's where everybody's smoking. That's where every, all the ideas are coming out. And all the marketing creative ideas are kind of just like stemming from that room. So Solid room. Like, fuck it. Let's just put it on film. And the first one was sick. The first one was just all about him. It was just me asking him about the path of building a business through through the high rise and then the power of social media and then the power of like the internet and creating a community and then the sacrifices that he had to make and then just the steps that he had to take and what he would have told himself when he was like first started the brand and that's what the first podcast is about the second podcast is kind of just my background which nice. is like 
just he's asking me kind of from himself because I've known Aaron since he was like fucking 12 or 13 years old and I was like five years older and I was like going out skating going on tour and all this shit we you know we used to skate together so he has his own personal questions for me so like that was like let's talk about tours let's talk about fucking this and that kind of like introducing like my background to our audience that's sick dude that must be cool dude that's so cool that's cool and then from here on out, it's basically just going to be, like, just just sharing information. Like, like I want it to be just non... Like, I have my notebook right here, and it's just all the books I'm reading, and it's just small little things about here and there that, like, we can talk about and discuss on the podcast, so... That's awesome. Give us some. Throw something out there. What do we got? So, like, uh... Let's see. So it's like, this is, I guess, this is like a, Con- a Joseph Conrad quote. And it's like, I don't like to work, but I like what is in the work. The chance to find yourself. Yeah, that's sick. I like that. So it's like, just fucking smoke some weed and talk about that. So it's like, <laughs> you don't like work. Like, this is my shit lately. Like, I don't fucking like working out, like, necessarily, like, what I'm doing. Like, I'm, like, super unconditioned, so I'm being, like, working out. Or I don't like taking fucking cold showers, but I do it like a couple days a week in the morning because the way you feel for the next couple hours, you know what I mean? It's like that small investment that you don't like because you know it's going to fucking pay off and you know it's going to test yourself and you know it's going to like make you a better person. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like that. I always say like, um, fucking, (coughs) sorry, (laughs) excuse me. (laughs) Um, for sure. Like no one wants to work, like work, but no one escapes work. That's what I always say. Because, like, people think... Like, people's dream is to have bazillions of dollars so they don't have to work. <laughs> but the truth is, like, even when you have a bazillion dollars, you have to work to maintain that. And, like, people have to build empires to get that. You know what I mean? So that's why the lottery is so attractive. Is like, no work. You're a billionaire or whatever, you know? But, like, the shit that you get from work is, like... Is what is what the experience. Fruit, the fruit of the labor is in the work, you know. That's what you learn. That's like it's like when you skate, you know. You, the act of skating is what teaches you, basically. You know what I mean? It's being in the moment. It's doing something and have like feeling it and being in the moment, basically. That's work, you know. You do it on a skateboard. Even when you find something you love, like you want to work at it. You know what I mean? It's like enjoying and embracing the process. Yeah, yeah, but no one escapes work. Cause like uh, you know, at best That's you a have miserable a, existence. Yeah, at best you have some dream. You got to work towards it and then make it become reality. You know, I was yeah, gonna... like a false sense of fucking uh, retirement and everything. Yeah, you know? that's not. There's like that's not really like happiness unless you like really have some shit that you're stoked on. But like a hobby. But like sitting on the beach every single day doing nothing. It's like not. Uh, everything that glitters is made of gold you'd be over it you, you would, gold, yeah. it's like when you get something then you want the opposite it's just in human nature you know like you want that something you work for it you get it and you keep and then you like you want to like everyone needs balance in their life and to have balance you have to have the opposite of you know the other thing you want you know it's crazy right, follow, up, follow up to that what drives you to work hard and what have you learned from your work ethic what drives me to work hard and what have I learned from work ethic I've always worked hard since I was little. Some of it was just survival mode and desperation and that overwork, you know? Like, that was, that's just what I did. Because I would just work out of, like, fear almost. That was, like, my security was working. Because, like, I, I always wanted to have, 
control. Because in my whole life growing up, I had no control over anything. It was just kind of chaos. Couldn't My emotions, other people's emotions, like, and there's no control. I moved a lot, like, no safety. It was kind of like, meet people, then move again, like. So I always wanted to, like, have some control. Like, at least of myself, my own sovereignty. I wanted to be able to control my own actions, my own moods. I wanted to control how I saw the world. Because, like, you know. So I always, like, would work really hard. Because I was like, I've, I just know if I work really hard at stuff, like, it'll just... Like, there's something... The truth is in this work. Whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, because you can't keep hitting your head against the wall. You're going to have to, like, eventually start thinking and go, how do I get over this fucking wall? You know what I mean? So it's like, if you keep working and then you start figuring out, like, I don't want to always work this hard. I want to work on stuff I love. I, not, not that I don't want to work this hard. It's just, I want to work this hard on something I love instead of just doing meanless, meaningless work. You know what I mean? It has nothing to me. It's still work. You're always, no one escapes work. So it's like, you want to work on what you love, you know? So I had that since I was little. My dad always probably... I mean, he did. I was little, I, but he would talk about hard work with, like, martial arts and boxing. He showed me a little bit, you know. I was, like, real little. So I learned about hard work and, like, taking a punch. <laughs> taking a punch was a good lesson. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just am always trying to be sparked, dude. If I'm going to be here on this planet, I want to be able to um, enjoy it with the people I love, too. The truth is, like, dude... You could work as hard as you want and get as successful as you want, but if the people around you aren't doing that as well, it's not as fun, you know? Like, half the fun is seeing the people around you get what they deserve, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, as I get older, it's like, yeah, I just want to keep working, and but, like, work with the community of people that are working in the same direction, you know? With the same, yeah, like, the same directions and hold the same things dear, or just people that are willing to, like, aspire and keep going and not give up and like i don't know i'm 34 i want to keep going and doing stuff until i'm dead i'm riding this motherfucker till the wheels fall off for sure <laughs> retirement retirement i'll go crazy dude i can't not do something ever i can't not do something i've found balance in life like i don't freak out anymore but i just am stir crazy so i always want to be doing something i'm super like Recording podcasts or filming or playing with my dogs or skating or fucking work or whatever. Like, that's crazy because even when I get time off, if I get too much time off, I'm like, I need some fucking structure. I need to do something right now. Like, I've been fucking off for a week and a half now. Like, I need to do something. It's crazy. Do you find yourself like that or are you just like submerged? Like, lately I've just been fully submersed in work, you know? Like, enjoying it. Like, the last, like, six. Myself as well, just like working super hard, but I've been like trying to do a good job of balancing where like I'm trying to make sure I do either like stretching or yoga or reading in the morning and in the evening or like one or the other. Or like if I do it in the morning and evening for a couple of days, like I can see, I can like feel the difference of like clarity of how I feel, how I react, like how I interact with people and how calm I am and shit, you know? But like, I, I'd fucking try, um, but I, I try to, to balance that shit out, I think, uh, do you do, what about morning rituals, do you do any morning rituals? Oh, well, I like the French press, that was kind of like what got me into that ritual, is it's like, it wasn't, the coffee's awesome, but it was like the ritual waking up and making a hot cough cup of coffee was something I really enjoy, let my dogs out, even though Elwood's interrupting the fucking show, come on Elwood, shut up! <laughs> He interrupts every podcast. I think, like, the last three, he's just in the background at some point. 
blowing my shit up. Um, yeah, rituals. I that th those ones really. I just like going in the, my backyard with my dogs and letting them do their thing. I like watching them. They're fucking sick. That's kind of just like your little like meditative process. Yeah, I I have noticed that I have noticed that like just like um just like yeah, t taking a moment to breathe and be in a moment wherever it is, whether I'm in bed, like just take a second to lay down and breathe and be aware that like let your brain stop thinking. I've been trying to find those moment find those moments a lot where you're like, oh, I have a moment of silence. Let's just revel in this. Dude, yes, I love those. That's why I know I'm getting old. I'm just like going to eat somewhere for lunch by myself, and I'm just like not even looking at my phone. I'm just like staring at the wall, just like taking a big sigh. <laughs> you fucking old man. Where what are you at now? How old are you? I just turned 33 last week. Oh, uh, Larry Bird. Li my life. Larry Bird, yeah. My Kareem. You're in your Larry Bird years. Good for you, Dude, bro. Must yeah. be nice. <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, I was stoked when you were like, I was like, yeah, I'm 34, no more Larry Bird. You're like, yeah, but the truth. I was like, you're right. Just move it up. This is the prime numbers right now. <laughs> you get up to 35, you get a little Kevin Durant. Nice, nice. Durant's Durant. nice. How good is Durant, though, right? Dude, he's so good. He's injured right now, but... He's, he's got just, a sick style, basketball style. Like, creepy. It's just so easy for him, dude. Yeah, he's got, like, those clothes-hanger shoulders, you know what I mean? Like... He's like fucking seven feet tall, like, but he can dribble and run the floor and shoot from anywhere. Yeah, crazy. Ridiculous. <laughs> I love basketball. I love basketball. I love where basketball's at, dude. It's just like, people can complain about like, oh, the old style of basketball and da da da. I'm like, dude, it's just a bunch of athletic ass dudes just trying to outscore each other, throwing alley-oops and shooting threes. Like, over and over again. <laughs> it's just fast-paced. I like it. It's like fast-paced and just... It's oh. getting flashy, and it's not like, I don't know. not It's not really like fundamentals and shit. There's no defense. It's but just like, running gun? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the, from the D'Antoni system back in the day. <laughs> That's um, the running gun, now it's like the teams, the Blazers, Trailblazers, always running gun and that shit with Drex, Drexel. Yeah, Drexler. <laughs> so what did you think of our Street League experience? Speaking of sports. Oh, ours? Dude, I actually I wanted to ask you about the microdosing. Have you been doing that lately? <clears throat> yeah, I still kind of do it, like, ritual, like, maybe, like, once a week. Yeah, because I would kind of, I, I, that's what we did that day. And we went and saw Street League. We microdosed and went there. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It's like a big show. I was watching the Tampa thing, too. And it's like a big show. And there's sponsors and all that stuff. It's, like, cool to be a part of it and skate. Like, this year I went to Tampa and skated and practice. I had a lot of fun and filmed some clips and was a part of it. I got to watch the whole show. I've never really won any of those things. So, like, my interest as far as contests go, I'm starting to just become a spectator with the skating contest. Did you ever win any contests? Back in the day, I won one in North Carolina. It was, a like, a shop contest, and I fucking felt, like, the best. I was so fucking hyped. I was like, dude, I, like, because I always skated the contest, and I, and I always dreamt of, like, what it would be. Like, if you could win, like... And that one I fucking got. Number one, dude, it's as sweet as they tell you. <laughs> dude, that's so funny. I've never won a contest. I've never even come, like, close. I don't even know if I've ever been to the fucking finals of a contest. No, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. They gave me some free stuff, and I was stoked to get some appreciation. <laughs> but it was cool. It was like, yeah, you actually won it. But uh, um, I had not been, like, 16 or something. Maybe 17. But it was cool. I won a couple games of skate. I won some of those S games of skate. But it mm -hmm. was, like... 
it's cool, but like in the game of skate, like you won, but like that doesn't that doesn't mean you're the best dude there. You just didn't face the best dude because he got beat by a different dude who did late flips and double flips. That could definitely happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I've won those, but it's like I don't know. I didn't feel like. It was like, fuck yeah. It was more like, I'm lucky as fuck. Dodged the bullet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody else just took everybody else out, and I ended up in the finals. And like, I'm just such a spectator now. Like, I'm so conflicted with contests because, like, skateboarding for me in the beginning wasn't about competition, it was about skating. Like, just like it was for you. And, like, when you grow up being like a street skater, it's just about, like, finding shit that looks cool around you and skating with the homies and the crew and, like, making videos and having a good day, scouring the city, getting into antics and whatnot, you know? It's not about, like, competition ever. Like, and then, like, you go to, like, a skate park and then there's, like, events and competitions and demos and, like, that shit's so sick. I love all this stuff. Like, as much as I am about anti-contests, because, like, I've never... Like, imagine if I was winning them. I'd just... Of course, I'd be like, yeah, contests are the best, you know? But, like, uh... <laughs> like, I win everyone. Like, yeah, they're fucking easy, bro. But, uh... I've just never, like... It, it wouldn't, that was never a thing that, like, turned me on to skating, t either. was, like, when I saw people competing. Like, when I was younger, I saw, like, X Games and shit. I never really gave a fuck. I never was like, oh, I want to see the X Games or, like, Monster Trucks. Although Monster Trucks are cool. Don't get me wrong, D. But, uh... Yeah, I never, like, was like, oh, I want to be in a contest, you know? It just kind of came along. Like, when you get sponsored, and then you start to go... When you start to want to think about getting sponsored, you're like, oh, well, maybe I should do a contest. Because at least if I skate good in the practice or something, you know? I was never, like, comfortable. Some people are born in that. They, like, live in a skate park coming up, and, like, there's contests around, and they just naturally get comfortable in front of it, and, like, it becomes, like, a thing for them. And now I just... I'm becoming more of a spectator. I love it, though. It's sick because it's, like, a whole different separate thing. It, it's, like, a basketball version of skateboarding that's separate from what I like to do it's in skateboarding. Insane, like, what I like to do in skateboarding is so different. <laughs> when we went to Street League, or you, that was a goddamn show. I know. Walk in, we're about to sit the fuck down. <laughs> My ass is about to hit the seat, and I hear everybody go, Ooh. oh, and I look up, and I see Letitia Buffoni sliding on her face. <laughs> it was a and lip slide going wrong. It was like asses are hanging, like hovering above the seat, like halfway <laughs> sitting down. Like, oh my god, this shit already is going. Dude, they took her out in a stretcher right out the gate, and I was microdosed for the first time. <laughs> It was nice that I was like, holy shit, this is kind of crazy. Just the going into an arena for skateboarding is so strange. It was strange, like, and dudes are doing some fucked up shit, like, obviously, because all those dudes are the best, and, like... Yeah. <laughs> well, the best at that, for sure. At that, yeah. Whatever and, that is, yeah. doing tricks at skate parks yeah. with, at that caliber, and fucking the dads were, like, the scores would come up, like, 9.1. And you would just see dads, like, high-fiving and fist-pumping. It was fucking insane. It was like, this is nuts. I know. But it was cool, and it's fucking a whole different thing, you know? Yeah. It's nothing it's like, like... It's a different genre of skateboarding, and it's a different world. That's what's cool about skateboarding, is that there's just, like, that... So many different worlds that you can immerse yourself into, you know? Yeah. You're like, cool, you want to be, like... Skating fucking SF, bombing hills, skating cutty shit, BX1000, like the GX dudes. Or yeah. Or fucking watch Street League or... Yeah, there's so many different versions and ways to do it and, like, it's sick. It's weird when, like, one becomes more dominant than the other, though. Like, that kind of seems to happen sometimes. 
Oh. Just like the shift, and it'll, it's, it'll always kind of like I feel like balance itself out. It'll like go back to one day. We'll see. Yeah, it's funny. Remember when vert skating used to be big? Like big, like like Tony Hawk, Bucky Lassick, like Bob Burnquist, like um, all the they were in the contest. They would have like vert skating. Like they don't even think they do vert skating contests anymore, do they? I think so, but it's like all the same dudes. And, like, a couple younger dudes. Andy McDonald, and then, like, they throw a splice in, like, a little young buck. They do a lot of, like, uh, concrete bowl stuff, too, now. There's just a fucking contest, like, every day now. It's cool. But remember, like, the fucking vert contest? Like, Tony do, like, 900, and it was, like, specifically yeah. vert. All the dudes would skate vert. But it now. was, like, crazy, because that's, like, where all the money was. It's super interesting how that it, how that has always been in skateboarding, where... Vert has like always been the thing yeah. that was that was showcased on TV, and they, they never showed the street contest. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they would show like fifteen minutes of the street contest, and they would always <laughs> yeah. show like the whole Vert contest. But like in the world, there's like fucking a hundred kids or less that are actually trying to come up in Vert skating. But then there's just like millions of kids riding skateboards in the streets that like yeah. They were they were trying to. I wonder what, like, the politics or whatever was behind that. They were probably trying to reach... They were probably trying to take the extreme version of skateboarding and appeal it to, like, a mainstream audience that's not a skateboarder. They're probably, like, like monster trucks, you know? Like, yeah, you're right. Like, cause, you know, like, if you're fucking, like, marketing it to, to to people as an extreme sport, like, how as extreme as somebody, like, messing up on a tray flip on a pyramid on the street course? Yeah, not compared to someone launching out at that time, like, in Like, Lincoln Ueda doing some fucking, like, 17-foot air, dude. Dude, he would do them, like, back-to-back, like, four in a row, and I'm like, how is he not hanging up, like, and dying? Lincoln Ueda, dude, would just... Why? He's my favorite because he was like he was so powerful. It was like sometimes he didn't even give a fuck about his run. He was just doing the biggest air for the fuck of it. He would start his run off that way and like die. He'd either land it or may not, you know. <laughs> Nuts. Shredder. Yeah. See so what I'm saying? Sick. Remember there used to be like milk ads and magazines and stuff too. Tony Hawk milk ads. Yeah, dude. Like look through all those old magazines and it's so funny to see all the like outside skateboard brand stuff that comes in. I'm not mad at outside skateboard money coming in and, like, helping out skateboarders that are doing cool shit. Like, I don't know. I think that's, like, kind of cool. Because skateboarding is a sick thing, you know? And it's a lot of skateboarders have cool ideas and are creating content. And, like, you know, there's a lot of brands that aren't skater brands that are just normal brands that, like, can see and appreciate skateboarding and want to be associated with it. That's kind of cool, I think. Dude, yeah, for sure. I think it's, at this point, it's just, like... Let everybody do whatever the fuck they want. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, everybody get in where they want to fucking get in. That's well, crazy. Because you know, it's, it's, all, it's, it's all temporary. Yeah. You know, it's not fucking permanent. Like, yeah. Whatever. Preserving skateboarding like skateboarding is what it is to each of us individually. Yeah. Contribute you to know? it. And we can make it that. Yeah. You don't have to fucking stress like the core thing. Like, it's funny because I'm like, I'm so out of it now. So me, like, looking at outside at, like, the whole core and, like, mainstream yeah. thing is, like, so silly, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so a weird silly. spot right now. You know what's is weird is, like, not even skate shop stuff, but, like, just in the world. Like, everyone kind of is... This has been tripping me out there. We're going down. We're almost two hours in, so we're going to get down the rabbit hole. You down? You getting weird? Yeah, but fuck it. Yeah, I've been... So, <laughs> like... 
just in business in general, like, what's going on in the world, or at least in America, it seems so crazy, because, like, everyone's kind of their own brand, you know what I mean, like, it's all digital now, it seems, like, remember back in the day and stuff, it was, uh, magazines and videos and all that stuff, but it was, like, but now it's all digital, right, so, like, and then, and then they're gonna bring in these automation, they're, they're speaking about automated cars, and, like, these, uh, this technology taking up jobs, and, you know, uh, isn't that wealth creation? So if they're doing the jobs we don't, that we're doing, the machine's doing it, so it creates wealth, right? I don't, am I trippy? Or not for us. No, for who? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> but anyways, regardless, regardless of that, um, people are going to need jobs, you know what I mean? Like, if the, it, 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 me and Brandon were laughing so hard on the last podcast, he's like, they took our jobs! He did the South Park, they took our jobs! <laughs> the robots took our yeah, jobs! Yeah, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. That's what's going to happen. Well, if it's going to take... It's going to be automated. It's all going to be virtual reality. We're all going to be brands. Like you said, we're all going to be our own individual brands. Well, you already are. Like, we all are. We've always all been our brand. Like, that's, like, part of figuring out life is you get to the point where you're like, okay, my actions uh, dictate my outcome. So, like, in life, you have to be your brand, you know? You have to be authentic. You have to be honest, truthful, hardworking. You don't have to be. You can be fucking cheating, conniving. That's your brand. You know what I mean? Like, you can be whatever the fuck you want to be. Like, at times it changes. But, like, that's, like, part of life. That's sword in the stone moment. You know what I mean? It's like discovering you're King Arthur, like, the writer of your own story or whatever. Yeah. So, like, we've already... We've been that for a long time, but now it's like everyone has all these social media platforms where they can, like, um, put out content. They can create content, put it out, and they can link and network and communicate and... Just like it's so crazy now, it's, it's like building artificial intelligence or some trippy rabbit hole shit. That it, I'm trying to look at it from up above, you know, like step outside of it and try to look at like what the fuck we're doing right now. All I yeah. know is like the video stuff is like this audio stuff and the video stuff is like memory collecting to me. Like these conversations and the people that I get to meet, and then like the vlog stuff is just like after like a year, I'm gonna go back and look, and it's gonna be like. At least once a week, maybe two times a week, there's a video of this, like, accumulation of shit that I wanted to show or share, you know? It's crazy. I don't know what we're doing. What the fuck are we doing, Derek? <laughs> fucking mainlining this. We're giving to the internet gods. They're going to take over. So many. It's cool because, like, with skateboarding, we, you know, before social media, people didn't really have photos of themselves and shit. Think about it. Like, people didn't take, people didn't give a fuck about photography. They didn't give a shit about, you know, they didn't, weren't taking Polaroids and can't. Very well, few people are carrying around point-and-shoot cameras. Well, that was like a photos. that was like a whole reason I wanted to get an interview in a magazine was because like I thought it'd be cool to have like a portrait and then like or part in a DVD. Yeah, like I was like that would be cool yeah. if someone could take that photo of me or like because I didn't have a phone then I could just take a portrait or whatever you know. <laughs> Dude, so, but it was cool with us because we would always go out skating. Yeah, you so would always we, hook we it up. Have, we, have that like what you were just talking about going back and looking at the memories like yeah as a skateboarder who skated pre-social media like you got that trick from way back in the day and it's that time capsule where you can go watch that trick and you're like oh fuck i remember this day i was with this person and this person and we went and we ate at wendy's after and blah 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 you know and it's yeah. like it's cool like we have those memories pre-internet kind of yeah iphone yeah, that's trippy to think like, about. I didn't really thought about that, but that's fucking trippy to think about, too. 
I like always thought about that like before the internet, like you know, going through and because we're always like skating and having footage and being around, maybe having little cameras and shit. Like we always had media on us; we had coverage to look back on. You well, know? we were like, like kind of skateboarders were innovating it. Skateboarders were innovating it with like the VX stuff, and like we've been making skate edits. Like we've skateboarders have learned how to use video and editing, and like we've kind of did that like long before the average person has ever like filmed and edited because we always that's a, yeah that's, that's how i paid my bills and i didn't go to school for shit i just yeah. went to all through skateboarding yeah thank you skateboarding for that one thank, thank you skateboarding <laughs> and youtube turn me on to uh to filming and editing just seeing all the skate stuff and wanting to film it i, w I once had a video edit where i was skating in a red marlboro windbreaker that I got because my mom smoked Marlboros and she collected the miles. Do you remember Marlboro miles? Damn, she got the fucking <laughs> the free plug. Yeah, she like smoked so much <laughs> fucking cigarettes. They gave her a fucking windbreaker, and I I had that, and I skated to DMX, and I made an edit. It was pretty sick. Is this your first sponsor me video? It was probably one of my first ones. It was at New Bedford High School, and I was just fucking. <laughs> It was sick. The DMX went good with the skating. It was a crusty ledge and, like, super rough ground. You'd love it. I'll have to see if it's out there somewhere. But that was, like, my first, like, dude, I want to make a sponsor me tape. Or, like, an edit. I don't even think it was a sponsor me tape at that point. I was just, like, I saw a video and I was, like, I want to try to recreate a video. <laughs> dude, that's so... Yeah, right? That's exactly what my shit was. It wasn't, like, trying to get... We didn't even think you could get sponsored. Yeah, like, that wasn't. You had to be like an adult, you know. I was like fourteen, fifteen, fifteen, yeah. probably filming shit, and it was like VHS camera, just trying to dub VHS to VHS to make the master tape at my friend's house, and it wasn't even like I had a tape. Like when I found out that my homie was sponsored, he lived in my neighborhood, and he was like doing kickflips over parking blocks. Sick. Like, and I was like, "You're spun? No way!" And yeah. I'm like, "You have a video?" And like, I had the video already, and I didn't know you get sponsored i thought it was just like you had to be like a grown man yeah switch, switch hard flips over pyramid tops you know gnarly <laughs> yeah that's sick mine was like a fucking grandma camera for sure with the full cassette and everything like when i first started fucking with it, it was vcr to vcr which is so crazy to think that that's what we started with how fucking Yo. Go grab the VCR from your mom's room. Dude. Bring it out here so we can fucking put them together. <laughs> fucking hackers, bro. <laughs> you got any more RCA cables back there? I didn't even know. You didn't even... I didn't even know they were called RCA cables until, like, five years ago. It's called, like, the red, white, and yellow shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. The VHS was camera was cool because you could carry... It had, like, a handle, like a VX. Yeah. In the footage. Not like you could see shit. It didn't have an LCD screen or anything, but it looked cool. And yeah. Like skating with it like that. Yeah. And the footage was always sick. And there would always be some fucked up clip that you couldn't, like, get out of there for some reason. You know, like, some weird glitch. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. Tracking. <laughs> tracking. Yeah. Remember tracking? Damn, we're so old. Tracking. I wonder if, like, 15 and under even know what tracking is. 20 and over? I wonder if 20 and under know what it is. Dude, we should do a survey. I'm going to do that on Twitter. Do you remember tracking? Question mark. <laughs> tracking. Remember that? You could adjust the picture, too. I mean, I guess you can still do that, but... Slow-mo, you had to, like, pause and then hit, like, the frame-by-frame. Frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. What do you got going on this weekend? This weekend, dude. Who knows? Oh, tomorrow I have a skateboard lesson. Pretty hyped on that. Did we talk about them before? 
this podcast, but I, in life, yes. Yeah, I love the skateboard lessons. It's sick. Um, I always am like, why did I schedule a skateboard lesson? And then after I do the lesson, I'm like, that's why I was fucking sick. But I'm always like nervous because like a lot of them, I'm meeting like little kids. I, I'm I'm like responsible for like their introduction to skateboarding and experience, you know. But I have such a good system, so I don't know why I'm ever nervous because I've been doing it a lot, you know. And uh, but yeah. I have one tomorrow, so I'm kind of psyched. And it's I think it's a new person that I haven't skated with. How old is the kid, do you know? Um, I don't know. But the majority of the people I do skateboard lessons are are, with, are from, like, probably, like, 8 to, like, 15, 16. That's dope. It's sick. It's like I always meet a new person, and they're younger than me, and I'm way older. But we're at the skate park, so, like, that's why we're there, you know? So then... I was I gotta ask him like, hey, how do you like? What can you do on a board? Like, can you push? Like, and then I get them pushing, and then usually that's pretty cool. And then I see if they can like, you know, um, throw the board down and step on it. I just check check where they're at, you know. And yeah, then for th- sure. yeah, that gauge is like where I'm gonna start because like if they can jump on the board and carve, I'm like, all right, you gotta follow me around the whole park because this park is like thirty thousand square foot and you can do a lap around the whole thing and it's so fun. You can go and like push in this big like basically NASCAR track, you know, around the outside yeah. of the park, and uh, there's so much shit to ride over and like hit and little cutty things. So I just take these kids or whoever it is and like follow me, and if you fall, get back up. No one gets left behind. So. We go, start going down the hallway. There's corners coming up. I'm like, you got to lean into your toes. If they're regular, take the corner. If they know how to swerve, like, that's the coolest thing. Is like, I don't even know if, they, you know, we start to figure out if they know how to, like, power slide and carve and shit like that. So that's why every time I do it, I'm like, this is sick. After I leave doing the lesson, I'm like, yeah, it's like, the lesson was for me. is like a reminder of, like, this, the fundamentals, the basics, the simplicity of it like the perfect skate park to do it there's just so many things for kids to do like no matter what ability that they're at they could you you have anything and the coolest thing about it is like when i used to teach lessons and have a little skate school shout out matt dryer dude um, matt dryer was so gnarly on a fucking skateboard let's dude. go back to him but keep going let's go back but yeah it's it's more about just like giving the kid the confidence to do it like yeah the kid can do it like you're not gonna be like you're not a crazy person you're not gonna have this kid drop in on like a fucking eight foot quarter pipe no, you know? no, no. so like you have him like to where you know you know this kid could probably roll in on this little bank or you could drop in on this little bank and he's scared but they you just you know it's sick you just juice them up and you just give them the confidence to do it and when they do it first try like the fucking look on their face they're just so juiced yeah they're like what that's it that's it because i feel like it's not even like i mean once you're teaching kids like kickflips and shit like that like you're actually kind of like teaching them but when you have the young kids and you're kind of just teaching them to roll around the ramps and stuff like yeah it's just dude or i had this one kid that i taught him he had a little a-frame and this kid was sick. He was already doing, like, feeble to fakies on flat bars and stuff. He was only 12, but he was a big kid. He had, like, a size 10 and a half foot, and he was 12. He was, like, my size. Not really. And we had an A-frame <laughs> bar, and he just rolled up to it for, like, it was an hour lesson. He rolled up to it for, like, 35 minutes. Wow. And, just going and at he it. finally jumped on it, slid it first try, did it second try. Choo, choo, choo. But you know what I mean? It is just, like, the confidence of, like... <laughs> Or do you ever, like, bribe kids, like, yo, I'll drop in on this, and it's, uh, like, the extension? Sometimes. Like, a lot of my lessons, they're, like, they they get pretty gnarly. It's pretty sick. The kids get so good. Like, some of them stay with me for a while, but my objective with the skateboard lessons is to 
slowly introduce them to everybody at the skate park because there's so many little dudes shredding. We actually have a room. It's like the little room in the skate park. It's kind of like just this room that's smaller than the the big part. And uh, they have all the small stuff in there for like people to learn. So we start the lessons in there. And there's always young books in there. So my goal is to eventually just introduce the person that I'm teaching the lesson to to people at the park so they're just comfortable learning and skating with whoever and they don't need me anymore. Because, like, cause like, that's the ultimate goal is, like, hey, they... That's they, when they're really going to progress and they're going to, anyway. like, uh, you know, bro down with homies and make relationships. And, yeah, for me, I just want to show them the ebb and flow of the park and, like, show them how fun it is. That's why I skate around the whole park because I'm, like, that's, like, one of the funnest things is just cruising around, seeing different sessions and different parts and, like, there's, like foam pit and there's fucking alley there's like all these little paths you can snake through and it's like seeing them learn the park and check it out and have fun like i'm just trying to get an ebb and flow and i tell them like watch out for bikes and like heads up and like it's funny i take them on a path and then when if they do it good i'll stop and go hey you lead i'll follow you so then they take me around this whole skate park and i'm like just keep going find a way and like it's sick it's such a cool thing it's very. It's much more for me than them. <laughs> the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> it's just therapeutic for you. Like, so I guess that is my meditation time. Yeah, I say thank you to them as they're leaving. Like thank you, because like I'm like God damn. Most of these kids are so sharp and so bright, and like they're just like trying to have fun, and they like they take off so quickly. It's so cool. And then you're warmed up and ready to shred. Yeah, I'll stay and skate or film the homies. That's what I've been doing lately. I'm dying for this weather, dude. I'm hyped to get you out here now. I'm glad we got hyped on that. Because uh, it's about to get so nice. And there's so much stuff to skate here. It's going to be beautiful out. So when does it start clearing up? Pretty nice. much. Yeah, April, May, right there. That's like the the time to do it, for sure. So it'll be sick. And uh, Westgate's been fucking down. He's just been on a mission. So he's like the little spark of it. So we're just doing it. So we'll be sure. I can't wait to come out and fucking skate and shoot photos of everybody. It'd be sick. Hell yeah. Hang out with Elwood and Emma, more importantly. I'm not gonna meet Emma. Yeah, you haven't met Emma. She's a beast. You're gonna love her. That'll be dope. Yeah, we'll have to do some cool shit. Float tank or fucking... Hell yeah, we'll film do it. Do some fun <laughs> to something weird. Go shoot guns or go to the float tank and do some weird shit. Yeah, shoot guns. Shoot go Go hunting. <laughs> <laughs> My girl wanted to go snowmobiling. I was like, yeah, let's fucking, that'll be fun. I'll fucking do that shit. And I went tubing. I went tubing this winter. So sick. Did you snowboard at all? No, no. I'm scared of snowboarding. And my theory is, I went once and it was so fun. And I was, I was younger and it was really fun. But it was just impractical for me to get to a snowmobile, to a mountain. And like, at that yeah, time, it was just impractical. But um, it was really fun. But, dude, I've been skating for, like, 21 years. Actually, that was the one question I wanted to ask you today that I remembered, and I j or that I was trying to remember, I just remembered. How many years have you been skating? Do you know exactly how many years? I think I've been skating for, like, 19. 19 years? Why I do you... I started, I'm pretty sure I started skating when I was, like, 13. Perfect. Damn, 19 years. It's well... Yeah, 13, probably like, yeah, I was probably 13 years old, so almost 20, so 20 years. Yeah, it's crazy to think that more of your life has been with skateboarding in it than it hasn't been. 
that's it. Yeah. Like, a lot more of it. I remember when that happened. I remember when I was like that age, like 26, 27. And I was yeah. like, dude, like half my life. That's trippy to think, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But that was the one question I was like, yeah, I'm going to ask Derek that. Because I just recently realized it was 21 years for me. And I was like, dude, when people used to tell me 21 years, when I was like 15, 16, and I'd be like, how long you been skating? And dudes next to me was like, 20 years. I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, 20 years? You've been skating for fucking 20 years? I was skating for like three years. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Like, that's insane. 20 years of your life. <laughs> and then I was like, 21. I'm on 21, son. What up? Dude, it's wild. Here's a question. Here's a question. Can you rap? No, you I don't... used to. I used to freestyle. Did we talk? I mean, about... not like seriously, but when we would go party and shit, I would freestyle. Yeah. Like when I was like nineteen, twenty. I feel like, like I feel like that that you were that kid that could like kind of chop it up. Yeah, I like thought I was like way sicker than I was, but I <laughs> like fucking just whack like maybe i had like one or two homies that were just thought it was cool but they were just like hammered so they were like oh <laughs> just like we were all just fucking fucked up yeah but <laughs> hey god i wish i could do it god damn it <laughs> no, that'd be fun to do it one day <laughs> battle freestyle no i don't listen to enough music if i like listen to to, to rap for a while on a consistent basic at basis i'd be down i really haven't been listening to fucking rap at all I like playing basketball lately. I'll put it on, though. Yeah. Just to, but, I mean, I'll listen to, like, the Alchemist nice. uh, Pandora station, and it's, like, 80% instrumental. It's pretty sick. Yeah. It's just, like, Guru, or it's, like, Gangstar instrumentals and fucking Mob Deep instrumentals. Ooh, Mob Deep. And, like, so yeah, good. all the Alchemist tracks that he produced for, like, all those dudes. Jada Kiss. So good. That shit's so fucking good. Damn, yeah. you're just bringing me back. I've been weird, yo. I've been listening to, like, I'm, like, just trying to keep, like, a balanced, just, like, flow state. And, like, so I'll be, I'll, like, do some yoga or some shit. Or I'll, like, come home from work and be, like, smoking weed all day at work. And I'll just, like, put on a podcast. And I'm just, like, nah, I need to, like, decompress and, like, think about everything that happened and process everything. And I'll just, like, put on, like, a yoga station on Pandora and, like, just drive home listening to yoga music. Yeah, full hippie. <laughs> just kind of just trying to, like... Just not have too much distraction and kind of just like piece together everything that happened and everything that I need to do and whatever so that when I get home I could just like not think about it. Yeah, like decompress basically. Yeah, I've been like trying to like not look at my phone in the morning. Like that's been a big thing. Just get up, do my little morning ritual and then just not look at my phone until after I've like drank my coffee, read a little bit maybe done some stretches or some yoga just handle some shit and then not look at my phone until after all that shit yeah because the phone is like all alerts and emails and stuff like that i know the feeling it's hard especially when you just wake up too to just like go right to it it's pretty gnarly and it sucks you and i've had plenty of times where i've gotten like crazy emails and it's just like set my day the fuck off before i even put my feet on the ground yeah it it's just like dude just learn from that like yeah <laughs> just try to like same thing like just trying to read at night and like not use my phone for like the last like 45 minutes yeah or something like that just do some other shit yeah do you do you, i think i asked you this before but do you surf at all or would you surf no i would surf i surfed a couple times i like surfed and snowboarded a couple times and i was like 13 or 14 and it was dope it was super sick but could you pop up was, on the surfboard with the 
Could... Yeah, but it was like longboard in San Onofre, which is like little waves fucking two foot pusher waves that push you for like a minute and a half sounds so fun to me it was it was like dude you could not fuck this up that like, sounds fun if you can ride a skateboard you cannot fuck this up like i remember getting up on a couple waves and just took some solid ones not like a minute and a half but probably like a solid like 20 seconds or 30 seconds where you could just like cruise yeah and it's just super small they're not like they're like two or three feet yeah but, my homie Conrad took me on surf lessons with my lady and he pushed me into the wave on one of those big ass boards and he just like pushed me as the wave was coming he kind of like gave me that extra boost and I like paddle paddle pop up it's so big it's like it's hard not to stand up you know yeah you just catch a little bit of the whitewash and you're just surfing on the whitewash yeah it's pretty sick I feel like a ninja I feel like a fucking ninja turtle Dude, I would love to go do that. Go fucking surfing or whatever, dude. You guys need to go on. Me and Jen went to Mexico. Yeah. T- did I tell you about that? Where, where were about? Were you out here after that? When were you out here? I don't know. Where, uh, fuck. My, dude, my timeline is so... I couldn't right? think. Yeah. Where'd you go in Mexico? Dude, we went to Tulum and for Jen's 30th birthday oh, I a couple like, months ago. I feel like you like, told me, but I don't know. Keep going. It's like two hours from Cancun. Nice. Fucking so beautiful, dude. We just got like a soup, like this Airbnb was like 70 bucks for like this suite. It was like bigger than our apartment, my, our one bedroom apartment here. Yeah. It was just beautiful. And they had like bikes and you just ride around like these dirt roads. And there's these cenotes, which they're basically these like underwater swimming holes. And there's like hundreds of them, like a thousand of them. Are they like caves, <laughs> right? They're supposedly, like, made from, like, a fucking asteroid hitting or some shit. They're, like, freshwater swimming holes. But you have to, like, go down into a hole, basically, to get to it? Yeah. 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 That's why it's, like, underground. Yeah, like, because I remember seeing Mexico and, like, the rain, like, all these forests, and then there'd be, like, a big fucking crater or something. Yeah, so it, it is, like, when you're, when you're driving, like, from Cancun, it's, like, one straight shot road to Tulum. It's just, like, jungle on both sides. Whoa. And, like, this, air, this like, place we stayed at, this little Airbnb, it was, like, four stories. They had, like, a pool on the rooftop, and it was, like, it's, like, pretty small, but it's just super, super dope. And, like, when you're on the rooftop, you're, like, above the jungle canopy. Yeah. Damn. So it's just, like, all fucking trees, and it's just, like, a blanket of trees, and you're just, like, on this rooftop that, like, four stories, just, like, chilling above it. I've never been to, like, a jungle. I've always, That's, like, the one spot I wanted to go, like, a Costa Rica or something where... I've never been, dude. That's where I wanted to go. If I could go anywhere, that's where I'd want to go. Somewhere like that. Dude, it's... Dude, the plug in Tulum, it's beautiful. And it's, like, there's some tourists, but it's not... Apparently, the last, like, five years, it's gotten kind of crazier. Yeah. But it's still, like, not... Like, Cancun is just, like, all tourism and kind of crazy. And yeah, because that's, like, the famous spot. Like, I've always heard, Cancun, woo, yeah. girls gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> Cancun, take my titties out. What? What? Okay. <laughs> hey, that shit happens, bro. That's happened. Hey, I've been to Daytona Beach for spring break before. I used to live there when I was younger in Daytona. That's so it. Your, your dad used to ride bikes, right? Yeah. That's because they'd always have, like, the Daytona bike week. Yep, exactly. That, and and then, you know what I always tripped on was they would fucking let people drive on the beach with their cars. Oh, yeah. Crazy. That was awesome. When we went there, dude, we were, like, 21. We went to, with my homie Jake, who lives out there. You know Jake. You guys talked at Surf Expo. Yeah, what up, Jake? Choo-choo-choo-choo. <laughs> 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 
we went to Spring Bank back in the day, and it was funny. You see all the like candy painted whips, with the fucking twenty sixes, and then you'd see people getting their shit stuck in the sand. They're trying to get it out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy to me. I'm like, this fucking gas and oil right on the beach. <laughs> so funny. Right in the sand, bros. Daytona spring break. Yeah, I lived there for a little bit when I was young, and that always tripped me out. That and, like, lizards, you know? Like, I like seeing lizards. Lizards are pretty sick. You don't get lizards up in your hood? Not really. That was just something about Arizona I liked, too, was lizards. It'd be, like, the fucking hottest out, like, 100 degrees, and be a lizard out on the brick wall. And they just sit there, basking in the sun. You come out with ice-cold water in a little spray bottle. You fucking spray that thing, it freezes. You just grab it. You bring it inside. Yeah, you bring it inside. And then you just got this little lizard you can kind of check out. Be gentle with it. You don't want its tails to fall off because that happened when I was a little kid. And he just chills with you or what? Well, you can just, like, check it out. As a little kid, you got, like, fucking... It freezes them long enough that you can wrap... They're so fast. Like, if you try to grab them, because there's a little kid in Arizona, I would always see these lizards. And I'm like, there's the sickest fucking thing. You want to get them and check them out and, like, inspect them, you know? Like, and, uh, they're just so hard to catch. But if you get them, if you can creep up, cold water, because they're in the basking sun, it freezes them long enough, you can just pick them up. It's crazy. And then they thaw out, like, after a couple seconds. How did I not know that living out here in fucking Southern California? That's nuts. Yeah, that used to work for me. And I had to catch a fucking lizard. I heard that this one kid at a party, this is some straight super bad shit. About to catch a like, lizard, yeah. son! <laughs> I, was on the, I was at a fucking party <laughs> a couple years back, and I'm like sitting on a porch with this dude, and he's like telling me, he's like, hey man, I smoke weed with reptiles, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a skater kid, and he's like, I smoke weed with amphibians, too. <laughs> I caught this frog. And he's telling me how he caught this frog, but he's like, yeah, man, I caught this lizard one time, and he was kind of squirming, squirming, and then I blew some weed smoke in his face, and I saw his eyes dilate. And he just chilled and rested on my finger for like 10 minutes, and we just all hung out and smoked some weed with this lizard, and then we let him go. <laughs> he fucking cosby that lizard, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, those things are crazy, dude. I used to like to flip over rocks, too, like, when I lived in Arizona. Because you could kind of lurk out into the desert a little bit. And, uh, I think it was, like, right before the sun was setting. Oh, wait, maybe. I don't know. No, it was during when the sun is out, when it's, like, high noon. Yeah, it's hot as fuck. Yeah, you start flipping rocks over, and there's scorpions. You can find scorpions. So that was, like, something I always like to do, too. I would, like, flip lock. It's always so sketchy, because you, you gotta, like, get your fingers to the edge of the rock and flip it. And, and snakes, too. That was one. A snake. Do you guys in California have red racers? Snakes. I don't know. I don't know my snakes. I'm not well-versed in snakes. <laughs> I'm not well-versed in snakes. You should have uh, Rothmeyer. Dude, I, dude, Rothmeyer's the man. And you know what? I think I recorded a podcast with him and computer issues and it didn't work or didn't record. So I have to hit him up and do it again because, dude, we talked. He was telling me all about his travels and the animals. It was so sick. Fucking crazy. So cool. He'd like be pulling over in the middle of the, he'll like pull over on the side of the road because he sees like a diamond back fucking rattlesnake or whatever they're called and he'll like take it out of the road. Yeah. He'll he like shoot dope ass photos of it and then he'll take it out of the road and just so it doesn't get run over. Yeah, like and the sickest thing is his thing's like an, it's like 
Nat Geo. He's got, like, all the information. He'll, like, look it up and put it in his posts and stuff online. So every little thing, he's telling you what it is, where it's from, like, all the stats. It's pretty oh, sick. sick. It's like... Shout out at Roth Digger. Yeah. You want to follow him. Yeah, what up? It's like real-life Pokemon, but with reptiles. <laughs> and still <still-still> animals. <laughs> he finds them. Animals are Pokemon. Animals are, are, are reptiles animals? I don't know. Fuck, I'm so dumb. That's question. That's like a meme. I'm so dumb. It's blunt. A reptile's animals. <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> We're animals, for Christ's sake, I think. <laughs> oh, shit. So I read that book, Food of the Gods. Speaking of animals, as we're probably trying to close this out. Is that Graham Hancock? No, that's uh, Magicians and Fingerprints of the Gods. So Food of the Gods is Terrence McKenna. Oh, Terrence McKenna, yeah. And he talks about like plant-based hallucinogens and drugs and the, the the history of them and the history of like the theory of like human cognition from like a hundred thousand years ago like homo sapiens like coming or homo erectus like coming out of the whoa 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 watch your language bro <laughs> what was it it was JK. like or it was before before homo erectus where they came down from the trees like a hundred thousand years ago and they started Sketchy. into the prairies started flipping over cow patties and they started eating mushrooms and then, so, like the the theory that because um, the the human brain grew three like three times, three and a half times the size in that like hundred thousand years, which is like for evolution insane. Yeah. Because you know that would take millions of years in evolution. So that, and then the way we started standing up right, and the way we started hunting and using tools, and blah 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 blah, and then the whole history behind that. It talks about the history of fucking like tobacco and um, coffee and sugar and uh raw chocolate being introduced it's to to europe it's super fucking interesting dude what year do you think uh when do you think like coffee and tea and like cacao was introduced to europe oh dude i'm so bad at this god damn it um now i feel like i have to throw out some crazy number no just tell me don't even make me guess dude so this this is how crazy so the book that like half of that shit's about like uh, psilocybin mushrooms and how it affected us as a let like, me homo sapiens. Let me just say that if that's what really happened, if monkeys like came down and ate mushrooms and it grew their brain somehow or gave them gave them more awareness where they could they give more aware and more I don't know whatever it is whatever happened and that's where we came from. That fucking blows my mind. That trips well, me out. Like, that's a possibility. So, so like the theory goes, it's like you start by eating just. The dudes find it while they're out hunting. Yeah, hunter, gather. Hunter gather, hunter gather. So they find it and they would just eat little bits. And when you microdose it, it like enhances shit. So your vision gets a little bit sharper. Your movements, like your hearing, like everything gets a little bit more sensitive. You're, you know, like you can yeah. kind of perform better for hunting. So then the people who hunted, they got more. That you know, they secured their spot with the woman. And then so the people who ate a little bit more, that is where like compassion came in and the partnership so it's like there's the partnership culture where that kind of developed more like love and compassion because you'd eat like a couple of the mushrooms like a couple grams and then you would like feel this and that's when people would start finding mates and staying with a mate communion and yeah exactly so the staying with a partner instead of just like breeding and then the third this third stage is when they would eat a fuck ton of mushrooms and then that's when they would have these mystical experiences and that could have been the origins of religion because you're having these transcendent experiences from eating like 
uh, as Terrence McKenna calls it, a heroic dose. Heroic dose, yeah, the shaman, right? So you're the shaman. Yeah, exactly. So it's all about shamanism and shit, and then the 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 partnership culture, where the partnership. So all of this started in like South Africa, and then where it all merged and it starts going up towards North Africa, and then the the there's the Indo-European culture, which is the dominator cult, the, the dominant culture, the dominator culture comes down and it merges with this and the dominator culture, they don't have, they don't have the plant-based medicines like the psilocybin or the ayahuasca. So they come down and then they have chariots and wheels and horses and shit. And then they pretty much start taking out and overran the partnership culture. Not really. Not and then that's when it, you know, that's when that was the influence. But going back to like, the, the coffee and sugar or coffee and tea and all that shit so get this shit that shit came into europe in like the 1550s i was gonna say like 16 or 1700s yeah so 1550s like coffee and um all that shit comes in there but it's like in small amounts and people are starting to get hooked on it because you're feeling like you know and in their cultures it's not the partnership culture it's a dominator culture it's a work hard so you have caffeine that's speeding up the work it's getting people to work faster getting people to work harder and there's more production so obviously this shit starts cracking right yeah but it wasn't until around 1600 is when sugar start like processed sugar start refined sugar started coming into europe yeah so when refined sugar came in and mixed with the fucking coffee and tea and sugar, you mix those two drugs together because, you know, like the two stimulants, you mix the sugar and the coffee. It's a whole different side effect. So, like, I don't know if people ever drink black coffee and then you drink coffee with sugar. There's a different effect. Yeah. Like, the sugar will, like, thin your blood out, make you diabetic and get you more spracked out. But if you drink it black, it's, you know, so yeah. you combine those two drugs and it was something so powerful that overtook Europe. And it was so fucking powerful then that's when uh, they went down into Africa and they started bringing slaves to work in the sugar plantations. No, really. So the sugar plants, so the sugar refineries is why is when they started bringing slaves around like 1600, 1650 to, to, um, Europe from Africa. And it's all based on fucking sugar. Yeah. It's an orange it's drug. It's on binding sugar and not like, the thing is, neither of them would have taken off, but it was the combination between the chocolate, because, you know, raw cacao, is, it's a crazy superfood, but it's super bitter unless you eat it with something sweet or with sugar, you know, like yeah. the chocolate we eat. It's not like so sugar, it doesn't taste like Reese's Pieces or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. So then you add the sugar to the, cho the chocolate and it, you know, and the, the sugar mixed with all those other stimulants is what created, basically, like, the slavery. Yeah, that's so great. That's... I mean, I'm also not fucking smart at all i read this <laughs> in the book so sure people are out there that's that all right are fucking like people that live out there in boston that go to some ivy league school that are like shut the fuck up <laughs> but it's all right to pass on information that you read as long as you're saying like you know i read this in a book like you know i didn't some invent people these are just hearing it it just sounds like fucking i'm just talking about like alien vs predator <laughs> <laughs> mushrooms what are you talking about you fucking hippie Yes, I just got Birkenstocks like two weeks ago. I got a ponytail. <laughs> you do run the man, bud. That was the one thing with like, I was like, Derek's coming on. He's going to get a board on the team. It's going to really like up up our man bun status because like Billy's got a man bun. And then, but it's like works good. You and you and Billy's man bun are like complimentary kind of. It's like you got me and Goonan who, who are like bald, you know, like shaved heads. And then we got like <laughs> the man bun group. <laughs> Hey, I'm holding on. I'm about to be in your, on your guys' team in the next couple of years. I'm about to like trim it one more time, grow it back out, and then just be 
done with it. Now, dude, join the club, bro. It's fucking... I will be. You don't even have to worry about it. Just gone. You know what I mean? I'm so, not even gonna fight it. I'm not gonna, like... Dude, my dad had a come over for so long. My dad had a come over from, like, since I was born, because he had me when he was, like, 40. Yeah. So he had come over from, like, when I was, like, zero, <laughs> till I was, like, 19, when he finally decided to, like, pick it. Dude. And it was just, like, rough, dude. I yeah. was like, dude, just be gone. Yeah, but you got, like, you got a good head for, like, a shaved head, for sure. I got a pointy-ass head, dude. My shit's crazy. Yeah, but I got a flat head. I get that all the time. I can put a cup on it. I, I did it. Really? On, yeah, I did it on one of the shows. Dude, I'm like a fucking dolphin or something. I don't even know if dolphin has a pointy head. What has a pointy head? And dolphin. That has, like, a beak or something. <laughs> dolphin has, like, a round head, I think. <laughs> um... But yeah, you definitely upped our man bun status, and uh, it evens things out, you know? Like, And then you got Timmy, who's like a quasi-ginger, like a quasi-ginger. Because he's like, sometimes looks like he's a ginger, and then other times I'm not sure if he is. He just looks blonde, yeah, right? Yeah. It just depends how red he is. Yeah, it's crazy. And the sick thing about, uh, I like too that when we designed your graphic and Peter sent it over to you, and you were like... Actually, could you change one thing? It was like the cup for like turn it into the ramen bowl. It was solid yeah. choice. I was like, yeah, sick. <laughs> dude, so that's our shit, dude. We get ramen like, to, yeah, you know, you took you. Oh, we took you to ramen in that fucking homeless dude. Shetler had to go out there and almost flex on a homeless dude. He had to like hold this fucking like the sixty year old Japanese waitress back because she was trying to get into a fight with this like crackhead. Dude, that was crazy because that lady was like mental. Like, what was she doing? The dude like tried to steal some money, right? And then she followed him out. It was like once he left the restaurant, it was like let it die. But she went yeah, out like there. Fried rice. It was like an order of fried rice. I think it was like five bucks. And then he like took the tip money and he was trying to pay with the tip money. And then she was like. She's like this old, skinny, tall Japanese lady who's just like... Not, not having it. it. No. Yeah. She wasn't having it at all. That was fucking weird. So then I just like... When she went out after him, I was like, I gotta kind of go out there. Because I figured that guy would probably just get annoyed and snuff her out real quick. Like a good punch. Dude, not, yeah, he's just so twacked out. He's just like, fuck this lady. Yeah, he was seeming sketchy anyways, you know? So then I was just like, I'm gonna trail out there in case she takes a good one to the face. And I gotta like pick her up or something, you know? Like... That'd be a shitty day if you got fucking knocked out in the parking lot. <laughs> Just my god, in your own parking lot over four dollars and seventy five cents. Yeah, I know it's the principle and all, but come on, like make the choice not to like. Just be glad you you only had to pay four dollars for that unpleasant experience. It like, was just rice that you put in a pan with some soy sauce. Like, yeah, it probably really cost like a dollar. Yeah, because you gotta be careful. Like <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that was weird. Ramen was good, though. Like, hey, the ramen spots are bomb. I'm not front, though. <laughs> dude, it's so good. Fuck with it. Word. Dude, I think that's it, man. I gotta fucking... I'm, I'm gotta go. I gotta go, bro. <laughs> I'm just gonna pull the covers over and just go to sleep right now. <laughs> Sick. I gotta go check on my dogs and my lady. Derek, as always, you were the fucking man. Thank you so, so much for being a part of All I Need. Thank you for always being down, dude. We've been friends... We met and we were instant friends. I mean, like, I don't know how long it's been, but it's fucking cool. I'm hyped. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on the team with you guys, and thanks for having me on the podcast as always. Yeah, man, you definitely, you're definitely someone that uh, I, I admire, dude. You try really hard, and you, you're like trying to learn and grow, and uh, you're passionate, and you like the things I do, and yeah, you crush it, dude. Fuck yeah, appreciate it, brother. Likewise. <laughs>
Fuck yeah. Oh. Can't wait to do this again. Choo, 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 choo. We'll get you out here. We gotta get we gotta figure that out. Alright, peace. Peace guys. One more thing before we get the fuck out of here. Um I'd just like to thank the sponsor of this show. Thank you to World Industries. Um please check out worldindustries.com. Flameboy Wet Willie and Devilman Apparel's up there now. The decks are coming in May. Um yeah, check out worldindustries.com and don't forget to peep the Shetler shoe. Give me some feedback, please. Um, you can hit me up at Anthony Shetler on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, I'd also like to thank All I Need Skateboarding. Um, our new series is dropping in May. Derek Fugar's first board with us. Official All I Need deck with us will be dropping then. Um, in the meantime, please check out allineedskate.com. Don't forget the nug jars up there. There's free shipping. The pack-and-go windbreaker crushes. Um, yeah, I've said enough, but... Thank you guys for everything. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for all the feedback. You guys have drastically improved the show with all the feedback, and it means a lot to me. Um, And thank you for loving skateboarding. Peace.